<clears throat> All right. Remember your teams, everybody. All right. Very simple. We have Team Soup and Team Snoop. We know where we're going. We will, we know what we need. And hope to God we all get back here in one piece. Let's go. Let's meet our players for tonight's adventure. Hello, I am Jake and I play Gunner, who is a mastermind rogue and he's the demolitions expert. Hello, I am Trevor. I play Bruiser, the winged badger, a custom race uh, that we created for this world. And I play or and he is a uh, cool guy who knows everyone. Hey, I'm Wash. I play FP62, the Construct Rogue Scout, and he's excited to party. And hello, I am Matt or Cleo, uh, now Cleo, formerly Matt, playing as Fox, not to be confused with the two previously, uh, playing as a rogue changeling uh, who's who's getting jet back. Demon. <laughs> And I'm Josh, your Wing Badger Game Master. Without further ado, let's kick off tonight's heist at the Charleston Lodge. Fox, which member of your crew will we be beginning our adventure with? Are we following Team Super Team Snoop to kick things off for the evening? <clears throat> to kick things off, we're following Team Snoop. All right. Tell me about Team Snoop. Uh, tell me about the approach. Well, Team Snoop will be approaching <laughs> as guests to the gala. Though I'm sure they can uh, figure out how exactly that happens on their own. Who who exactly is in each team? You still have not told us. Uh, who is Team Snoop? Uh, team Snoop, it will be the gunner. No, not gonna. Ah, the driver and the construct. So FP and and. <laughs> Who's, what's, Nobody help him. <laughs> it's your crew. You got to know who your crew is, right? My brain is shutting down, <laughs> and I don't like being put on the spot. <laughs> Ouch, someone punched me. Now I have a, 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 a blue, purple <laughs> mark on my skin. Bruiser. <laughs> <laughs> the new game for the evening is just can Cleo remember the other party members' names? And if you do, you win D D. <laughs> All right. Uh Bruiser and FP six two. Uh how have you dressed for the occasion? FP six two is wearing his fancy clothes, which are our ancient fancy clothes. And um from from some bygone era we don't know we don't know where or from where from but he's wearing his fancy clothes without his normal clothes on top and i believe he is um is kind of acting as a companion to to bruiser like like they are they're a, a duo just regular guests so i imagine he's they're they're approaching from the uh the main entrance okay uh and bruiser how are you dressed um He's probably in like formal wear, whatever, like the modern equivalent of like black tie, essentially. 
Okay. Um, yeah. So Bruiser's got on his like his nice tuxedo and everything, his suit jacket, and uh, FP. Well, you described to me during the week what your dress clothes were in like some other conversation as being the sort of the equivalent of Ron Weasley's dress robes in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and that's like yeah. now canonically how I imagine. So it's this, this <laughs> droid from Star Wars, but with Ron Weasley's like lacy frilly robes. Um, mm-hmm. So that's Big that's how I'm, shoulders. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so you approach the Charleston Lodge. The Charleston is a one-story building. Um, it's pretty large. You know, Fladena is a city of dragons, and so the architecture is built around dragons. The The lodge itself is big enough for a number of dragons to be in it comfortably. Um, and it's only one story tall because the lodge is built down. So as you approach the outside of the building, you approach what looks to be a fairly short building constructed of wood with some nice big windows, skylights. Of course, it's getting later in the day. The sun is just going down behind the peaks of the mountain range to the south of you. And in front of you is a very large dragon wearing a significantly too tight tuxedo and tie like as a member of the the catering or the hospitality team or something like that and as you approach he says may i take your coat sirs you may and i take off my coat and hand it to him thank you and for you um i will well so so fp has like it's almost like a cloak over the top of his stuff so yes he will unbutton his cloak and whip it off fold it up thank you sir of course of course it's been uh it's it's a bit of a surprise to see a construct at this event i was under the impression that it was only for private security goons i am sorry for your surprise i did not mean to offend do you have an invitation yes we do and uh i guess i'll use an oceans to when bruiser uh Got his hands on an on an invitation. All right, so Bruiser well, two invitations. Blub, 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 blub. Uh, how did Bruiser go about getting those two invitations? Uh, he probably would have reached out to his contact to see if there were if they got any extras to invite people. Mm, yeah, his event planner buddy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a great. So that's an easy thing to find, but it is going to cost you probably fifty wingle digits to get. You know, he's basically swiping invitations off the pile. Is that something Bruiser's comfortable paying? Uh, I, Bruiser would like to negotiate the price. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, it'll cost you 50 wingle digits. Come on. You know me. We're friends. How yeah. about how about uh, 40? 40 wingle digits? Man, you're asking me to risk my career over this. I'm an event planner. If, event, if invitations go missing, they're going to come after me. 40 wingle digits and I'll I'll find you whatever lost thing you need found. You, no charge. But I don't need a lost thing found. You're asking me to make something go lost. And I'm telling you it's going to cost 50 wingle digits for the trouble, man. You can roll persuasion uh, to will. try and convince him to lower his price. Twenty-nine. I've suddenly had a change of heart, man. We go way back. And you know, I've been thinking, there is some stuff I've been missing that maybe you can pick up for me later. So you know what? 40 wingle digits will do it, and I'll get you your two invitations. Perfect. I appreciate it a lot, Swift Shot. And then the montage cuts 
as two invitations get swiped off the pile. They appear in a little satchel that's handed off to Bruiser, and we find ourselves now where Bruiser is able to produce these two invitations. Oh, yes, I can see here that you have been invited. Very good, very good. I apologize for the confusion. I shall simply go and hang your things. And the large dragon turns around and enters the front door, which is... It's a gigantic dragon-sized drawbridge, basically. Like, it hinges forwards onto the ground and leaves open. And then one wall, the northern wall of the lodge, is actually sloped to get you down to the atrium. So this atrium is this massive, you know, probably half a mile or even a full mile long on in both directions. The building's a big square. Um, and there are a number of dragons milling about who might be normal guests of the Charleston Lodge, but primarily tonight the guests are private security goons. And so there are a number of humanoids or uh, two-leg folk, as the dragons of Fladena called them last time you were here, who are wandering around and they're all in their private security goons, like sort of military dress, you know, medals pinned to the shoulders of people who have earned distinctions, um, the fancy caps, the shoes that have all been shined. Um, they are strolling about, going about their business, and nobody really pays you a uh, second mind having gotten past the uh, the person at the front door. Um, there is a long bar that runs the length of the south wall. You can't quite see to the bar because there's a big line there. Um, there are some uh, poker tables that have been set out um, in the atrium as well as a billiards table, and there's some dartboards and things like that. Just some kind of like high-life entertainment, basically. Um, there is also the reception desk, which is at the bottom of the the slope that you're going down on this northern wall. At the base of it, there's just sort of a circular reception desk, and sitting behind it is a dragonborn um, who, you know, if you were going to try and take rooms or something, you could approach her. Um, what will you be doing? Um, well, I'll approach the reception desk first. Hello, and welcome to the Charleston Lodge. Are you here for the gala, or do you need uh, reservations? Uh, we're here for the gala. Oh, very good. Uh, well, I can see that you've already presented identification at the door, so you are welcome to go ahead and enter and proceed. Dinner will be in about an hour. Um, in the meantime, you may feel free to avail yourself of the many entertainments here in our atrium, and then dinner will be served in the fire room, which is just down that hallway there. And as she points towards the southern wall, you can see that at the two ends of it, there's two long hallways. And so basically each of these hallways would lead to one of the big like conference room you know, like breakout rooms, basically. Um, and again, as they're dragon sized, they're still massive. Um, but yeah, so the fire room is one of those. The ice room okay. is out, is down the other hallway. Is uh, is dinner like? Are there options, or is it everyone gets the same thing? Uh, you'll you'll have a you'll have a menu uh, on the table awaiting you. Oh, okay. Yes, the catering Perfect. staff will be able to take care of you. Perfect. Uh, FP, any questions or things you need to address with the receptionist? No, thank you. Uh, and so the oh, two of you... Um, oh, yes? sorry. Where are the restrooms located? Ah, you need the restroom, she says, looking a little confusedly at you being a construct. Uh, yes, where there, are the restrooms? Uh, there is there is a lavatory just over that way, and she points in where the slope meets the ground of that northern wall along the east and west walls on each side. There is a lavatory. Thank you. You're welcome. <clears throat> Good bruiser. Have a nice night. We will. SFP. Um, I I did not look at our invitations to see what our names were. Are there names associated with the invitations we received? Uh, 
Josh, were there names on the invitations? Whatever names you wanted were added to the invitations. You had your fix-it guy find these for you. So they're just your names if you'd like. Uh, yes. Mine has my uncommonly used name on it. And what was on mine? Um, whatever name you chose when I asked you. I do not recall being asked. Hmm. Did you choose something? <laughs> Go back in time. Yeah. What name would you like to use on the invitation? I think I just put Frank then. Frank Pemberton. Frank Pemberton is now written on your invitation. Frank, love it. I love it. That doesn't cost you an ocean. I just thought it was funny because uh, we were going back in time. Uh, okay, so you have now made it into the uh, into the Charleston Lodge. Should we jump over to Team Soup and see how they're getting on? Uh, real quick, I just want to finish the conversation with FP. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so tonight, man, just uh, call me Ferdinand. Okay, and you can call me Frank or Mr. Pemberton. Whichever you, you prefer. Frank. Frank Ferdinand. Okay. We're good. Will you go off <laughs> in any particular direction? Like, where are you uh, headed so I know where to pick up with your story? To the bar. To the bar. Great. So you begin making your way through. It's a crowded atrium. It'll take a little while. You begin winding your way through the crowd to the bar, trying not to draw too much attention to yourselves. And we cut to uh, Soup Team, which I assume then is Fox and Gunner. Um, mm-hmm. the two of you, how are you making your approach and how are you dressed? Well, funny enough, we're already a part of the catering staff because if we go back in time, whoop, 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 um, Fox managed to procure an outfit for both, uh, Fox and Gunner. By... Oh, like you went to the tailor or something where the, the caterers used to get like your own outfit made. Exactly. Went okay. there, like, knock, knock, knock. I'm pretty sure that's the only way we're going to get one to fit me. All right, so you go Sorry, in, and the tailor, the, the tailor has no reason to be suspicious of extra caterers. Um, they do say, like, you know, this this is a rush job, sir. Like, we're going to have to charge you a little bit of a rush fee here. Are you comfortable with 350 wingle digits for these? No. Well, what are you willing to pay? I'm willing to pay 210 300 255 300's my line go ahead and roll persuasion alright non-nat 20 okay listen I just gotta make sure that the company's okay with this because at the end of the day you're charging this to the company okay so we we know that you've already done so many orders for this company well how about this then how about you pay me 250 up front and I expense your company directly for another hundred hmm well you know what how about you just charge the company a full 350? Can't do that. We got to charge for materials when we make things. Yeah, you charge the company. Like, you've been doing this entire time. We I'm haven't assuming. been doing that. I was offering to do you a favor by trying to help you because it seems like you're a little short on cash right now. Uh, all right, fine. 250? 
250. And Taylor holds out a hand to shake. You realize it's got some little dragon claws because they're a half dragon. I shake hands with the dragon claws. Very good. Uh, we'll have them ready for you by the evening. And so they did. Uh, and so you now find yourselves uh, in the, you know, freshly pressed catering uniforms. What name did you have them put on the patches? You know, like each uniform's got like the little patch on the front, like chest pocket. What names did you go with? Or are they just yours? Um, I went ahead with uh, John for mine. Okay. I went and- with gundar a strong name for mine <laughs> gundar, gundar. <laughs> john and gundar very good uh okay so john and gundar are approaching the building again you stand outside the charleston lodge what way in are you taking um well uh we would have arrived early uh, with the rest of the catering staff to prepare. Got it. So you're with the rest of the catering staff. So we're actually going to begin your adventure in the kitchen then where mm-hmm. the uh, the sous chef, the, the person in charge of all the catering, uh, she's actually giving a bit of like a, a prep speech to the crew. You know how like the they're trying kind of explaining the plan for the evening. Uh, right. So that is is pretty much going on right now. All right, turkeys, line up. We're about to make this the most splendid night you've ever seen. This is going to be a game changer. My career is going to fly like a dragon. All right, I want you at table six. You are going to go kick out that drunk guy. And you, why don't you come over here and let's have a little word together. She's pointing at you, Fox. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yes, true chef. <laughs> All right. Clara is shoving different different catering staff around, getting them to um, perform their different duties. But she pulls Fox aside for a quick word. Hello, Ainsy Wainsy. Um, you know, <laughs> it was not as easy as pie getting you out of this town. Do you want to tell me why I've got two extra catering staff today? Your uniform is cute. I picked it out myself. Um, okay, so hear me out. I'm all ears, um, baby. You know, tonight you, you got a lot of very important people meeting here, okay? And they're not up to good things. So Yeah, that's my assumption is that you're one of those people. I happen to know that you brought in a guy where making things basically go downhill is sort of his thing. And if I take a point over there and she points in Gunner's direction, I would say you didn't even do a good job obfuscating his name. You just added a letter in the middle. (laughs) You brought this guy here. What is he doing in my kitchen? Hear me out, Clara, all right? Hear me out. So the people you're working for at at this presentation, right, are are trying to destroy the world and take it over. Okay. <laughs> so, wow, <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Now, now, hear me out. Hear me out. I promise you, I can prove it to you. Okay. I just. 
obviously you've caught me off guard and I was not ready to just thrust this. But you know what? You've helped us in the past. I, I, I like to think that we have a good working relationship. So I'm going to tell it to you nice and clear. Are you listening? I'm listening. You're listening? All right. I know you got the little pink ears and they just don't hear so good sometimes. You know, I've got the big, nice. Anyway, we can't all be me. So tonight is a big night for me. Okay. This is, this is, this is a game changer. I am going for the big prize. And I have worked, you know, like, I don't know. I'm assuming you've got a scheme here because I snuck you out of here and you somehow got your way back in. So you've got, you've got an agenda. I have an agenda too. And let me tell you, whatever you've been cooking up, you know, I've been putting it in the slow cooker. I've been working on this for a long time. And I, I love to see a little pudding. Like, it's fine that you're here. I don't want you getting in trouble or nothing. But if you are here to throw a wrench into this evening, I am going to have to stop you. Okay, Clara. Our whole objective here tonight is just to figure out where Jeb is, okay? Which one's Jeb? Jeb was incredibly Oh, the fluffy! I love the fluff with the pies! Yes. Sorry, inside voices. (laughs) Yes, um, he's been kidnapped. And on top of that, we've already lost the the big guy. Um, so we're just trying to. I'm, I'm from from me to you. Is even though these people are part of this whole plan, and I could, I can't really explain that to you right now. And you know that the real real problem here is that I've put that to the side, and I just want to find Jeb, and they have Jeb. Mm. So we're only here for information. And if this is you're, very important you're telling me for you, that these do you mean he's here somewhere like these these booze and schmoozes have got like a little prison cell somewhere? No, no, uh, they have them in another city. Uh, but this is where the most important people meet for this group. So we're hoping somebody has more information on where he is in the city. And, and it, you know what? You said this is a very important night for you. So. I'll try to make sure to make it as smooth and as if though we were never here. We're going to try our best for that, okay? I know that usually doesn't go to plan, but as long as we can make it so it doesn't fall on you, well, I think that's it the It sounds part. like it never goes to plan. You're missing half of your party. I don't even know who this guy is. You brought a rock. Like, <laughs> where did he come from? I'm assuming you got some other goonies around here somewhere. You usually travel with others, but I don't see none of them yet. Um... DM, can I roll insight to see if I believe his story? Sure. And Fox, uh, are you lying or or telling the truth I, so far? I don't think I've lied yet uh, about making it go one. smoothly and not leaving any trace. I I now in genuinely would like to do that. Yes. Okay. Great. So then, just roll persuasion. I got a, a twenty six. 27. All right, Clara, you believe him. He's telling the truth. You know, you little gimpy thing coming in here missing a leg. I should have known you was going to have some kind of sob story. You know, if you know, I I know I called you skinny, but if you were feeling self-conscious, you could have gone with like a cute little anklet. 
perhaps a tasteful tattoo. You didn't have to get rid of the whole thing, honey. <laughs> you see what I'm doing? I'm disarming you with humor. I'm just... Oh, I think that helps sometimes. So thank you, Sue Chef. Something something's going wrong here. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be straight with you. Okay. I don't want to see you in my kitchen again. <laughs> I I don't mind if you wander around out there, but you are not coming back in here. Fox, roll a perception. Ooh, okay. Um. That is 17. Okay. Uh, you, um, you're you not sure exactly what she's looking at, but as she's telling you she doesn't want to see you in the kitchen again, she keeps glancing at something. Okay. Uh, message read nice and clear, Sue Chef. Um, now, does this include my partner? Oh, yeah. I don't want... Only chefs in the kitchen, honey. Okay. You know, you know how easily easily you can tip over a souffle. Like this is this is just not where you belong. Like you're welcome to be out there dancing, making music, have a wonderful time. I do not want to see you in my kitchen, and I will stop you if you come back here. That's that's number one. All right, that's number one. Number one. Number two. Everything tonight has got to go perfect. You realize. This is this is this is cops and robbers here. You've busted into a security gala. These people, security is what they do. All right? Yes, yes, sous chef. If they get a whiff of anything out of the ordinary, this whole thing gets shut down. I can't have that happen. So you can have a wonderful evening. You know, I I think I think I'm feeling you about maybe your friend is missing. I don't know what that has to do with a booze and schmooze. I'd be happy to help you on any other night. Really, really. Cross my heart. Tonight has got to go perfect. So I'm going to keep an eye on you. And if you mess anything up for me, I'm going to kick you out. I'm, I, I can tell any person in this room. I mean, not the caterers. They don't, they don't really have any power. I can tell any person in that room over there that you should not be yep. here. Because I assume you're not supposed to be here. And you will be gone. All right? I mean, I, 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 I think, honestly, uh, whether or not I was supposed to be here, if you told him that, I think I'd probably be out anyway. But, yes, I understand, Susha. <laughs> All right, honey. I don't want hard feelings between us. Like, I feel for you, and I, I care about your friend, but there is one thing that matters the most to me in this world, and I have worked too hard for it to go downhill tonight. So if, you know, if we cross paths tomorrow, you know, talk to me. I'll see what I can do for you. I like the fluffy one. He eats a good food. He finishes his meals. But yep. you, you are a delivered pastry who came back to my door. That's, that's not how you honor your caterer, right? So, ugh, I, I, I really want to help you here. I mean, but, to, to follow but that we analogy. cannot let anything go wrong tonight follow that analogy i didn't deliver the the pie back it was other people who have delivered the pie back you know technically because you know i'm only here because of the other people anyway um that didn't really go anywhere uh (laughs) you're getting nervous you're getting a little a little toasty that's fine that's all right i know i'm an intimidating lady so Um, i gotta get back to my kitchen 
If you okay, talk Susha. to me later, if you talk to me later, maybe we can work something out. But you gotta wait until after the event to make any any kind of crazy move. I know you're here for some shenanigans, and I can't let it happen. Alrighty. Just information. That's all. Just info. Very is clear. it is it information that's gonna require you to pickpocket someone? Because you know these are dragons. And that's taken from their hood. And that's our rule number one. We only got like three rules around here. That's rule number one. I would not strive to steal from a dragon, okay? I would never want to do that. I've learned from last time how, how serious you all take these rules, okay? I've been trying to tell you the truth. and and I appreciate your honesty. I'm just going to really hope that uh, whatever information we need isn't on a track. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled inside. I got a 17, but um, I believe you're not lying. So I think that works. I think Fox yeah. also believes Fox is not lying right now. <laughs> I think it's an improvement on Fox. Yeah. Um, Zoth okay. lives on through Fox. Clara, I hope we can um, meet again. Can on you? Better can terms. you? Can you do one more thing for me? I think that will make this just just that much more sure, anything. doable for this evening. I just I I'm happy to see you. I really am. I know it doesn't feel like it, but <laughs> I just can't. This has got to go perfectly. I've been working on it for months. Who yeah. are your other friends here? I know I, that uh... one, the one the stirring, the stirring one, the rock. I know he's with you. Who are the others? And I, I gotta, I gotta check. keep an eye on them. I'll find Make them sure. if you don't tell me. But if you tell me now, then I will take your confidence. <laughs> Can I roll a perception check to make sure nobody else is listening to this conversation? Uh, you may. And Gundar, I would like you to roll a performance <laughs> check to play a chef. <laughs> uh, Gundar's backup is that if his playing of the chef doesn't go well, then he would like to roll intimidation so that no one is like right. willing to question it. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's just like stirring with a spoon that's upside Amazing. down, but he looks really grumpy. <laughs> uh, performance is not that great. Uh, 10, so average performance. Okay. He's doing an average job of stirring whatever it is he's stirring. It's probably... A big old pot kind of soup. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> soup squad. Uh, yep. Or soup team. On brand. Uh, how did Fox do on the perception check? None at 20. Okay. Nobody is paying close attention that you can see. Um, however, you can now see that uh, the thing that Clara keeps making eye contact with as she's talking to you is a a box it's like a um what am i trying to say like one of those white paper like cake boxes you know that like pastries are delivered in with the clear top um or the the clear, clear film on the top of it and on the side of it it says um wine and spirit society stainless um and it's like a very official looking packaging um for some kind of pastry or creation or whatnot um, that's what she keeps looking at when she's, you know, glancing away from you. Um, I'm going to, I also want to roll insight to make sure that Claire isn't going to immediately rat us out. If I just, if I just rat us out, <laughs> uh, Clara, if you're planning to rat them out, then you should roll deception. Um, I rolled for insight 
a non-nat 20 as well. But I know that's that means a you rolled a 2, right? I No, I actually rolled a 19. My insight is plus 1. <laughs> what was that deception roll? If you rolled it. Uh, it doesn't seem like she's lying to you. Great. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a pointed gesture to look at the stainless box and look back at Clara and I'm going to be like, all right. I have probably the only construct in this building. And the construct is just like a little, like a kind of a mechanical thing, right? Like, cause I got one of those. I'll Think I'll call him over. But can what my, what were you saying? Go on. About my size. Right? Oh. Mine is like this big. He looks like a little like a little fluffy thing with wings. No. No, that's not the construct. No. Oh, all right. Go on. And then there is a little fluffy thing with wings. <laughs> <laughs> um but he's not a construct. He's flesh and blood <laughs> you're working with a fluffy with wings oh my gosh they should meet um they should meet here you here i'll call him over here you go come here miles and this little um sort of mechanical um it's kind of like a really tiny winged badger um it flies over like a little homunculus zooms over uh, is it Alan's homunculus yeah. reforged? Yeah. No, <laughs> flits uh, in a in a happy little circle around Clara's head, and then it ducks down to take a glass, like it's trying to take an order somewhere, and struggles massively with the weight of the glass as it tries to pick it up. Very, very slowly and like trembling, picks it up and like and begins slowly making its way across the kitchen with the glass. We really only trust him with the champagne flutes because they're a little bit lighter. But Inia doll, that's Miles. You got one of these? I, 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 no, not currently. I, I have a flesh and blood one that's a little bigger than that. Uh, <laughs> hmm. but, so you're telling me who's a, on your crew. Okay, so you got, you got a big Miles. I got a big Miles. You and got a rock. And I'm just not feeling that confident in your plan, honey. Um, well, uh, to be honest, um, we're here just looking for information. So we're hoping we can just figure out what we can mm. figure out while we're here. Well, course, you we know, normally wouldn't be able to enter the building. So I, yeah, it's impressive that you made it this far. It was great that you, you know, stole my catering uniform design and uh, bribed my tailor uh, who happens to have a lot of loyalty to me and may have reached out and let me know that something was down but um but yeah ingenuity you know it's a plus you're doing great it's good to see you anybody else on your on your team here i should know about honey uh that that are here uh no uh, or should interfere. Uh, these are the only people here. There's only four of us. Who chef, can you take a look at this sauce? Someone got the recipe wrong. <laughs> Someone yells from across the kitchen. Tonight is not the night for wrong recipes, honey. I'm on my way. All right. I will be at the bar later. If you need, if, if, if you are about to stir something up, you got to come talk to me first, or I will just, <sighs> you have never seen anger like a sous chef's anger. 
I, I promise I'll go to the bar first. <laughs> Scout's honor? Scout's honor. All right. Goodbye, Dumpling. You're cute as ever. Good to see you. She flit, She flits off to go look at whatever the sauce situation is. Um, Miles slash Brad is still slowly flying away with the champagne flute. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gundar, um, chef has given us new orders. What's that? Uh, we are to um, go schmooze on the floor as catering staff. And uh, they, they said that right now they do not need any cooks uh, right now or really any time tonight uh, ever. Gundar is going to like lean closely to Fox and uh, like whisper like, so is that a no on the poison? That's a no on the poison. <laughs> Gundar looks really disappointed. <laughs> the poison. <laughs> He's gonna like slowly set down the, the 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 big spoon he was stirring this pot of soup with for like twenty minutes. And, uh, Let's and, go to uh, our uh, meeting point Alpha at the bar, and uh, we'll we'll relay this to Team Snoop. Copy. As he sets down the big soup pot that he's been stirring for 20 minutes, <laughs> he looks over and he sees like another assistant chef just horrified at the fact that this giant rock being could pick up a hot soup like metal pot and just hold it in one arm while stirring. Bruiser hasn't even noticed that like his shirt is slightly singed from where it touched it. The smell of burning fabric is in the air. Um, yes. So you head out of the kitchen. And in leaving the kitchen, you find yourself in the fire room, which is where dinner is going to be served. Obviously, the kitchen opens onto this space. Um, and so you can see a large number of tables. They're like the the round banquet tables, you know, with the fancy tablecloths that fall to the ground. And they've got nice chairs tucked in around them. There's a small stage at one end of the room with some candles and stuff lit around it to draw attention over that way. And then like a big shimmery curtain behind it. Um and right now the room is mostly empty and mostly dark. It's like, you know, the, the table centerpieces haven't been lit. There's no lighting in the room that's turned on because nobody's in there yet to eat dinner. Uh, do you do anything in this room before you leave or are you just headed out to the lobby? The atrium, I should say. Um, specifically, uh, I just wanted to ask a clarifying question. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that we have the itinerary and it mentions a private area. Do we know where that private area is? Is this it? Or do we not know where that's intended to be? Um, this is just the room where all of dinner is, the fire room. Okay. So um, you're talking about during dinner, like there's a, a meeting that's happening, right? Right. Um, that would be in this room, but the portable like sound wall has not been put up yet. Basically, they requested that like division commanders have a little portable divider put up around their okay. table. And it has not yet been... Uh, raised and put in place. And no other guests are in the room right now? Uh, no other guests are in the room. No. There are a couple of catering staff who are like laying out silverware and stuff, but no, nobody of note. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening. Uh, you heading out? Uh, yeah, I'll head out to the uh, bar. All right, you head out towards the bar, and that brings us to 6 o'clock p.m., which is when... Um, uh, FP and Bruiser are making their way down the ramp along with all the other guests for the sort of mingle time before dinner. Uh, so it's it's 6 p.m. in the evening. The two of you are winding your way through a large crowd to try and get to the bar 
when you arrive at the bar, there are a couple well-dressed um, bartending staff who are in place and uh, overseeing them again is a small blue fairy dragon dressed in an elegant uh, sort of night gown or, or ball gown uh, or whatever you might call it. And she is kind of coordinating the mixed drinks and making sure everyone gets what they need. And then she has two assistant bartenders who are working with her. Um, they have a pretty good flow. They're moving through uh, customers pretty quickly, but at the same time, there's a lot of customers. And so it does take you a little while to get to the front of the line. And just as you get to the front of the line, dressed in their catering outfits, um, Fox and Gundar uh, make, <laughs> or kind of arrive at the back of the crowd. So the two of you can see to the front of the crowd where FP and Bruiser have just arrived at the bar. Uh, let's check in. or Yeah, FP and Bruiser. Let's check in with FP and Bruiser. So what are you doing now that you've made it to the bar? Uh, I'm going to order a drink and I'll look to FP. Uh, do you drink anything? I can pretend to drink oh would it be rude would it be rude for me to not get a drink um i mean we waited all this time i think you should at least hold the drink that's customary what, what kind of drink should i hold uh i'll get you what i get and then i approach the bar and i ask oh do you have any any house specials tonight hello honey you look familiar it's all coming together uh you know i've i've got this one right over here um and she she pulls out a glass that has um, like a deep red liquid. Um, we're still picking out a name for it, honey. Uh, it's brand new. Uh, tell me what you think. What does it make you feel? I wanna I wanna know. And she hands you a glass of this good stuff. He holds it up, swirls it around, sniffs it with his little snoot, and then takes a sip. Roll My, Constitution is... save. Okay. That is a 16. Uh, it's not too strong for you. It's pretty good. Uh, it's it's somewhere in the whiskey family. Okay. I like it. Nice, nice. Maybe, uh, what, what shade of red is it? This is a deep blood red. Okay. How about maybe crimson? Crimson swirl? Because it's got that nice shimmer to it when you... Yeah, I like it. I like it. Very clever. You know, us us guys with wings, we know what's going on. You know, when you got wings, you hear things. That's what they say. Absolutely. That I is, agree. FP pulls out a little book and he writes down, <laughs> if it has wings, it has... What was, what was that? When you got wings, you got to get the got. When you got wings, you'll hear things. That's my slogan. When you got wings, you hear things. Do you listen through your wings? No. No, honey. It's just a saying. It's a it's a figure of speech. You know what I'm saying? He's you know what I'm you picking up what I'm putting down, honey? You're mopping up what I'm spilling. He's a little slow, this one, isn't he? The coat rat? You did not put anything down. He's he's new to society as a whole and he's trying to learn. Wow. Well, you you might be in the wrong place tonight, honey. It's it's a bit of a society. Uh, uh, presentation, if you will. Like, look at all the society here. But That's would you like? Would you like to something learn. to drink, honey? Uh, get him the same. Thing. I will have what Ferdinand is having. Oh, Ferdinand! That's a cute name. 
Thank you. You know, I have a very cute little friend. He's he's like you, but like yay big. I think he's carrying a champagne flute somewhere. As she <laughs> says this, just at the very end of the room, just now making it through the door after like an hour ago of leaving the kitchen is the little homunculus carrying a champagne flute. It's just sort of hovering just barely over everyone's heads. You got to see the likeness is uncanny. Um, I pour a You're drink right. for a dashing for... little guy. It looks like me. you're funny oh i like him the korax got jokes um i hand him i hand him the same drink great why don't you why don't you shake that down and let me know what you think of it he's got a good name for it but i'm i'm open to more suggestions it's a new one for us fp takes it up to his face and like clinks it against the front of his grill (laughs) and kind of swirls it a little bit like mimicking Ferdinand's motions. I. It looks like motor oil. I say red oil. <laughs> red oil. Learning a little bit more about your tastes. That's that's good to know. You know, maybe don't touch much of the cooking. Uh, if if you're an oil guy. You might not, you might not like, well, okay, except for, except for that, that one, we've got this nice pastry that's, that's been fried a few times. There's probably a good amount of oil in that one. Um, but yeah, there, there you have it. I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you're liking it. Uh, and, and I can't say I've ever met somebody quite so, quite so shiny as you. I polish my plates regularly. Mm. That's that's a good, you know, hygiene is important. It is important to be presentable at a black tie event. Hey, are we, we going to get drinks back here or are you just going to talk to these two guys? They're, you know, the line behind them is, is <laughs> intensifying. Sorry, sweetheart. I'd love to talk all day. Like, believe me. But you got to move on. Step away from the bar, please. It was nice meeting Kiddos, you. Kiddos, come on up. Yep. What's your drink? What's your hobby? Tell me. Tell me what's up. Uh, and so you have, you're now at the bar, you're just a little ways down, so you could stay there if you wanted to get another drink or whatever. Um, what will Bruiser NFP do? Uh, I'm trying to like, listen to any like chit chat, seeing if I could interject and start like talking to people. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll perception. Let's see what you hear. Uh, 22. Uh, 22. Okay. So you, you overhear, um, two rumors that seem fairly like wild and uncorroborated. Like everyone has a slightly different take on the same story kind of rumors. Um, the first one is that, um, two private security goons tried to defect. Like they, they tried to tell some outside organization important, like secrets of, of the security goons, and the message was intercepted and those two people are now, depending on the story, either dead or being tortured or in prison or like something bad happened to them and everyone's trying to outdo each other and how bad that thing was. Um, and uh, so that's one of the stories that's going that's that's kind of 
going viral, if you will, in this crowd. And the other story that you hear a lot about is a lot of people are talking about their new assignments. Um, like we, you know, we showed up and we got these papers that had these new assignments and like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited to figure out what's next for me. And, you know, but also I'm, I'm nervous about it. And like, you know, that kind of thing. Those are the two conversations that are sort of prevailing in this crowd. Okay, um, I'll take my drink and I'll interject when the, when people are like one upping each other on what they heard. Okay, and and I'll I come heard in they're and... I heard they're buried underneath one of the abandoned towers outside Stainless, and that they're just gonna be laying there starving for air. They get air for twenty minutes a day, and that's when they interrogate them. They wouldn't survive that. That's ridiculous. I heard they're trapped in the sewers with the black fangs. Oh well, uh. I heard that uh, they were sent to the frozen tundra to freeze to death. The frozen tundra? You think they sent them the whole way west? That's such a long way. I don't know about all that. Where'd you hear it? You know, where everyone hears everything. Just people. Just people, huh? I don't know. I, I, I think that seems a little unlikely, personally. Where'd you hear your story? Where'd I hear my story? I I work at Central, or at least I did. I mean, I've got new orders now, like everybody oh, yeah. did, but I worked at Central. You know, stuff gets around there, front desks, all that kind of thing. Every time a message goes out of Summit Tower, you know, sometimes it's got to pass through other buildings as relays and stuff like that on the way there. And maybe sometimes the people who are pushing paperwork, maybe sometimes they glance over that paperwork and maybe they see stuff, you know, maybe. Oh, yeah, we, we, we all, yeah, no, no sweat, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you, you see, see something. Just, just, that's it. You that's know? it. Sometimes that's what happens. Yeah. But yeah, these, these new assignments, I can't believe it. Yeah, pretty insane. Well, Where they I heard a, th- a third party leans into your conversation. I heard they're letting the Red Cloaks take care of them. The Red Cloaks? They wouldn't do that. Cause the, the Red Cloaks are barbarians. They're, they're a ruthless street gang. You can't... They, they wouldn't work with the Red Cloaks, would they? Well, I'm just saying that's what I heard. I I heard some someone said, you know, Bill said it to Ted, and Ted said it to Lara, and Lara said it to me. I don't know. I'm just saying. Do I have any knowledge of red cloaks? Nope, you've never heard of them. Okay. Um, Actually, wait. Bruiser, who knows everybody and has heard everything, yeah. has probably heard the name of the red cloaks. Um, okay. Roll a an un. I think you're untrained in it, but roll a history check anyway. Um, and let's see what Bruiser knows. Let's see how much I'll tell you. Uh, twenty one. 21. All right. Uh, Bruiser has definitely heard of the Red Cloaks. The Red Cloaks are a gang that operate out of the lower west side of Stainless. Um, it's a, their, their primary like income generation is racketeering, like protection and racketeering kind of gigs. Um, and they are like basically heavily armed thugs um, is, is what they are because they live in sort of the underbelly of, of Stainless or of the city. They have a bit of a reputation there. Um, and they, you know, they're, they're like the most violent gang in the city, basically. That's their, their thing they're known for. And that's why, if you come back to this conversation, that's why people are like, private security goons wouldn't work with them. Like, we have standards and, like, morals and stuff, you know. So it's like, that's the, the kind of hesitation there. Company with goons in the name has standards. <laughs> yeah, <for> exactly. Sure. <laughs> um, the, that's crazy. The leader of the Red Cloaks is named Red, um, or his nickname is Red, but he's, his actual name is Vincenzo Rossi. Uh, so if you needed that information now you have it you said it was vincenzo yeah vincenzo red rossi okay wow that's that would be insane if they're working with them it's just what i heard man it's just what i heard i just tell it like it is you know so uh where'd you get reassigned to 
Oh, I'm headed up north. Yep. Just me and the goats. <laughs> and everyone kind of laughs along with him. Yeah, I'm going up north too. A couple of people are joining him. Anybody here get east? You get east? Where are you going? Uh, I'm going east. Oh, uh, you're going east? Ah, uh, you're going to be living the good life. Easy peasy out east. Oh, what, what's the job like out there? I'm, I'm new hire, so. I've never been out that way, so I, I wouldn't know. I remember I worked in Central, so I, yeah. I came out here from Stainless. Um, but I mean, it's gotta be better than the North, right? I mean, North is all (laughs) wild wilderness and wastelands and goat folk armies and stuff. I mean, at least you got some, you know, civilized societies out there in the East. You got the, you know, Ari Vale and the jungle of songs and you got, I don't know. I just, I just imagine it's probably better. Plus, I mean, as long as the wheelings are out there, you know, the ground's going to be well tended. No wastelands out that way. As long as they're they're hospitable, I guess. I mean, I assume so. I guess if you know if you piss them off or something, then they wouldn't. Be. But like, we're security to. forces, right? So whoever's hiring us to secure them is yeah. like you know we're supposed to be friends. Is anyone going to Central? I look around at the group just to see. Nobody seems to have been assigned to Central. Huh? Is, is, are they moving out of Central then? I don't know. Beats me. It's actually kind of weird that none of us are going to Central. Uh, maybe there are some people who just didn't get new orders. Did Did anyone? At, do you know if any other people at Central get like everyone at Central that you know is getting transferred out? I haven't heard anything. Hmm. It seems like as far as orders go, you've kind of plumbed the depths of what everybody here knows. You know, a lot of people yeah. are they just got their orders today. It's not like they've had a lot of time for their rumor mill to tell them about things. Well. Any of you uh, dart or poker men? Nah, but I'll beat you at billiards if you got the time. Yeah, <laughs> you're going down. Let's do it. Uh, doubles? Sure, we can play some doubles. Tin Can gonna play? Yeah. Gotta he's, be honest, I'm wicked. kind of surprised to see you here. I thought all of you, your you're, uh, bot fellows, I thought they sent you guys out west to take care of the stuff in Urda. Or in Udril. Orders are orders. He's a, a a prototype that uh, we're we're training to try and make a little bit more presentable in society. Is part of that training giving him centuries old fashion to wear? <laughs> uh, he picked that out himself. I'm trying my best. You're doing great, <laughs> buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, FP, are you doing anything else, or are you going to go join them for billiards? I'm going to lean into Ferdinand and say, I'm going to make a round. Um, I can join you for doubles in a little bit. Is right. that okay? Yeah, that's fine. All right. BRB. Uh, <laughs> and FP pushes away from um, Bruiser and kind of begins navigating the crowd just in time to make contact with Fox and Gunner in their catering uniforms. The two of you have been slowly winding your way through the crowd by the bar, moving through the pileup, and you've sort of coalesced next to each other here. Mm. Hello, sir. Uh, Would you like a a drink? No, my glass is full. Thank you. I, I truly insist that you have a taste. Here, let me tell you more about this drink. Excuse me. Okay. Hey, uh, lean up to FP, and I'm like, all right, so we have a complication. Um, yes, I only have two hands, and I need one free to work and one to hold this drink. 
Please don't make me take another drink. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not going to give you another drink. All right. It's just uh, a ruse. I see. What is your complication? <laughs> Stealth yeah, yeah. disadvantage. <laughs> Gunnar is trying to just position himself in a way where, like, with his big, wide body, he can just, like, cover up 18. most of the conversation that's happening. Okay. 18's pretty um, good. Into that uh, fairy dragon at the bar? Yes. Um, she knows a lot, so... We, uh... No, no, no bombs, no, no bombastic things. We gotta be like ghosts, Okay. Like we were never here. I am not alive, so in that way, I am very much like a ghost. <laughs> in our actions, not literally. I don't Just... think floating around and saying "ooh" <laughs> is good for our mission. No, um, no. Just... Let me let me hear it one second. Stir. It's think about the most boring way to get this mission done. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do here. <laughs> I as, know it's disappointing. Understood. <laughs> Affirmative. As Gunner and FP turns that, around and walks away. <laughs> as Gunner <laughs> says that, and as FP turns around to leave, you hear a little ding, 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 a fork on a glass, and an announcement comes over the group from that giant dragon in the way undersized tuxedo. If I could have your attention, please. Uh, dinner will be beginning in 15 minutes. Please begin making your way towards the fire room at your earliest convenience. Thank you. And then he walks back to <clears throat> um, towards the front of the, the building. FP, Sir, what are we up to? Uh, two things. <clears throat> I want to, as I'm as FP's walking around, I want to analyze the patterns on the, the tiles on the ceiling to see if I can figure out the duct work. Like if I see air ducts. Okay. Like figure out which way they're running, which rooms they run into, stuff like that. Okay, uh, roll a perception check. That is a natural one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you just, the truth is, you aren't able to really identify which ones are ductwork and which ones are running water. Um, so you pick out a set of tubes that you think might be air ducts, but in truth, uh, FP does not realize this, but watch the player will know this. Uh, in truth, they are the water system, the running water system, and the the caps that you could use to connect into it from the first floor. Okay. And I FP thinks to himself, floor. "I have secured our transport route," and he starts to follow them to try and uh, or like, is there a room like oh the bathroom? I presume he he yeah. follows them to where they would go to the bathroom. They lead into, yeah, so there's two laboratories. He follows them to one of them. It doesn't matter which one. Uh, FP steps in. It's not, like, packed with people, but it's a large crowd, so there's probably at least two or three people in there. So FP walks in, and there are a couple of people who are using little stalls uh, in this room, but you can also see that there is, like, a little hookup into the pipes that's coming out of the wall. Hmm. Um, before he does anything with the water, the second thing he wanted to look at was the lighting situation. Does it appear to run on hotlines? Ah, uh, the lights in the atrium is actually lit by skylights. Um, so it's okay. moonlight that's coming in and lighting this room. However, in, um, in his journeys, he probably has seen some conduit, like thin conduit that hotlines would run through. 
So it's it's feasible to believe that lower in the structure, you know, because the rooms are all dug down. Um, that's how where the rest of this lodge or this hotel is. So on the lower floors, they are probably lit by hotlines. It's hard to tell if there's some kind of central generator or if each one has its own supply of wingle digits. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> are there skylights? I presume there are not skylights in the restroom. Mm-mm. Just above all of the stalls pointing down. Yeah, no, there are not. not. The case. That is not the case. Uh, the restroom. So that means that there are hotline powered lights in here. Yes. Okay. Um, FP will wait a little bit of time to see if the restroom clears out at all. Okay, I'll roll and... attention pool to find out. Or okay. roll attention die. Yes, uh, the people leave and FP has at least a couple minutes before someone else comes in. Okay, I'm going to pull out my jack kit and I'm going to pull off the, the quarter inch um, adapter on the front and connect a little alligator clip and I'm going to tap in to the hotline and I'm going to try and see if He's going to try and see if he can suss out where the power is flowing and the amount of power that is flowing to each room. Sounds good. Uh, I would like you to roll a... I can't remember if we picked what the check was to use the jack kit. You we picked just... the appropriate ability and I get to add my uh, proficiency bonus. Okay. Kit. Let's do Arcana for this. Okay. Well, Arcana is a skill, so that would be intelligence. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. Um, and remind me again what you're, what you're trying to determine about it. So he's wanting to, to determine if there's like any big stuff. He, he kind of wants to, to see a mental spider web of the hotline network. Got it. So the hotline network that he has tapped into serves only the first floor of the Charleston Lodge. Um, okay, so there's separate it, networks then. It, uh, you know, it lights the conference room spaces, which do not have any skylights. So there are a large number of lights in the ceilings of the conference rooms, the fire and the ice room. There are lights in the hallways um, to those rooms. There are lights in the kitchens. There are lights in the bar. There is some room behind the bar on the south side of the building that you're not sure what's in there, um, but that room has some lighting in it as well. Um, and then there's also staircases that lead down to the lower floors where the rooms are and the more like private meeting spaces, like two leg sized, um, conference rooms and things would be. Um, but the network you're on isn't actually down there. It's just the stairs to get down to those floors. Can you tell which room on this floor the power source is in? Uh, yeah, it turns out that the network actually extends out of the lodge itself and up towards where the stable is. Um, and into some kind of large box-type structure. Okay. All right. He will disconnect from that. And I don't know if you want to switch scenes, but the next thing that he's going to do is try and enter the ventilation system. Okay. Let's check in with Fox, who I think had something he wanted to do, and then we'll come back to FP when everyone leaves for dinner. We'll say that the scouting and the walking over there takes five, ten minutes, something like that. Um, Fox and or... The others, what you want to do. Gunner. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, <laughs> I was going to try to intercept FP, but <laughs> I've missed that boat. Um, I'm sure as other people have asked for drinks and have had to do my job to fit in. Um, in that case, um, 
Well, I will. Uh... Yeah, but what what time is it right now? It's like seven, or I'm sorry, six forty-five. So dinner is at seven. Um, right. It's you know six forty-five, six fifty, something like that. The crowd is beginning to meander in the direction of the dining room, but it's not moving at a very fast pace. You know, people are finishing their games of billiards or whatever before they before they leave their darts and things. Okay. Um, I'm going to head over back to the catering staff and uh, be like, uh, Vexar has requested um, a bottle of wine be delivered to his private quarters for after his uh, after dinner is. Can somebody uh, help me out with that? Is this back in the kitchen or at the bar that you're making this at request? the bar? At the bar. Okay. You head back to the bar to make your request, and you naturally find yourself asking your request of Clara Albuquerque. Is that so? He's a little bit thirsty this evening. Nobody's tending to his every whim this evening. You want to tell me what you got going on there, honey? Hi, Clara. Um, Sue Chef. <clears throat> I wasn't looking when I asked that question, and uh... all right, I dazzle. Sometimes people can't even look straight at me. <laughs> Clara, who's um, like you know a foot and a half tall or whatever, as a fairy dragon, is like, my eyes are down here, honey. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, no. Um, well, I was hoping to deliver a bottle of wine to Vex's private quarters. And you can roll persuasion or deception on this roll, Fox. Uh, the words I use um, are literally what I want to do. <laughs> okay, so that's a persuasion roll. Uh, Clara, you may roll an insight check to determine if the request is legitimate or not. It is a half-truth. So... That's a 19. I've got a 13. Okay. So, Clara, you're not quite able to determine whether this is a real request or not. This could be genuine. And tonight's right. got to go perfect. <laughs> I'm just delivering the bottle. Here's what I'll do, honey. Okay. I've got some really sweet, adorable little kitchen staff over here. Look at the suspenders, the bow ties. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I'm a genius. Um, I, I, I like you. I think it's a great idea. He's going to love it. I'm going to send somebody along with you to help out. You know, you're small. Carrying things is hard. I'll, I'll send somebody to Gunner, help you Gunner is going to step like like side <laughs> like uh, <laughs> shuffle sidestep right into view behind uh, <laughs> Fox. I'll do it, miss. I'm just going to cover my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rocket talks. This is so rich. Uh, okay. Gunner is going to furrow his brow and <laughs> Really hard stare at Clara. <laughs> I'll make of a deal course. with you, sweetheart. Fox. I'll yes. make a deal with you, sweetheart. You tell me uh, what day of the week it was when I when I hired you to join my catering staff for this event, and I'll let you go do this. Otherwise, I'm going to pick one of my people. 
One of my other people. Sorry. Slip of, slip of the tongue. What day of the week? What what day of the week was it when you came to me and said that your dream was to be a caterer? My dream ain't to be a caterer, miss, but it was a Wednesday. <laughs> As it turns out, I have... As it turns out, I have so much soup that I need to be stirred. And I think that you are the giant rock man. Look at those barley arms, those biceps. I bet you never get tired. Here, I'll have them bring it right out to you. Gunner is going to use an ocean. (laughs) The ocean is. is that he actually lifted a bottle of Vexar's champagne in between the time that Fox was distracting Clara at the bar. While oh Fox was God. doing that, Gunner actually <laughs> snuck behind the bar and snagged a bottle of Vexar's favorite champagne that he special ordered for tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, so proud of you, Jay. So to sneak behind the bar, um, you don't need to roll a stealth check because you're wearing a disguise, but you will need to roll a slate of hand check to lift the yeah. to lift the bottle and get away with it. Guess what he's got for sleight of hand plus 10, baby. And good uh, thing too, because he rolled a two. Clara, go so ahead. Twelve. And, okay, and Clara, roll perception with disadvantage because you are engaged in a conversation with Fox to see if you know. I notice. can't believe I rolled a two and got a twelve on my. Side of hand. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like, okay, that. dang it. Clara rolled a seventeen. So remember, you can't fail in a flashback. It just means that uh-huh. there's a twist or a complication. So Clara is being super perceptive. And so as you walk into the back, you are able to try and lift the champagne glass. But at the same time, somebody hands you uh, a giant pot of soup and you now have to try and balance and hide the champagne underneath of it. So now I will need a stealth check from you to try and tuck the champagne away somewhere um, to to maintain your, your ruse. Gunner really typecast himself as the as the soup guy pretty early on. Team <laughs> <laughs> soup. Oh man, that's I am not rolling well. That's an eight on that's the an stealth. Eight. Okay. Um, what could possibly go wrong with this? Um, let's see here. It's covered we in soup. Add a touch of, yeah, maybe you <laughs> spill the soup. Um, Gunner spills some soup on himself, so it doesn't like fall on the floor or anything like that. You hide the champagne bottle, but you do spill some soup on yourself, and it kind of messes up your your fancy outfit and everything like that. And Clara totally notices the soup stain. Like she doesn't see that you've stolen a champagne glass, but she's like, okay. you know, sees that you've you've. That's how. That's why she was like, "Oh, you're soup guy." Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> are you doing anything else? Or are we gonna leave it there? Uh, for the flashback part, we'll leave it there. All right. So in real time, now, as as Gunner's attempting to be reassigned to soup duty again by Clara, <laughs> uh, Gunner is going to produce the bottle of the fancy champagne from behind him and say, "It's all right, Miss. I already got the bottle." And start like with a hand on Fox's shoulder, like start like, "All right, walking in the direction of XR's quarters." Uh- what did you do with the soup? You're still holding a huge metal pot of soup. He's going to plop it down on the bar. <laughs> Clang. Clock <laughs> out. Okay. I'm going to give Clara a pl- of like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> my plan. I would like to spend an ocean. All right. Whoa. Clara's going to spend an ocean. 
Gas. Okay, you, you, and you. Are you listening? Yes, chef, yes. All right. Do you see the big burly guy? You know, he's got arms for days. He's got no hair. He looks like a rock. Yes, we see him. The mountain? Mm -hmm. All right. You are going to track him this evening. I think he's... I. So I think he's he's going to be a problem maker. This has got to I've, I've told you it's got to go perfect. Yes, chef. Tonight is the night. Of course, chef. We're going to skyrocket ourselves into into just <sighs> catering heaven. The rest of the rest of time, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. Yes, miss. It's all up from here, but of you got to follow him. You make sure he does not mess anything up. I don't want I don't want to see a dropped glass. I don't want to see a, a disturbed customer. You're you're going to keep an eye on him. Keep him from messing anything up. All right? It's got to be perfect. Understood, chef. We're on it. Great. Roll a perception check on behalf of your um, your, your tracking. And it's just page. one guy, but okay, I was yeah. talking to multiple people, but one yeah, guy we'll just is one like guy. who I picked. Um, so Roll what? Perception on his behalf. He got a 15. 15. Great. Uh, okay. Loses. Um, and so Gunner walks off. Gunner, uh, roll a. Actually, you don't need to roll anything. What's your passive perception? Ten. Ten. Okay, okay. so you are not aware that you're being followed. Um, let's rejoin Gunner as he walks off down the hallway. You're walking. With the hand, with... The, yeah, so the goal was to bring Fox with. Yep, like, yep. hand on Fox's shoulder, like, all right, we're going. Yeah, and you and Fox are walking with the flow of traffic, so it's pretty easy to get where you're going because most people are walking to the fire room where dinner is. So, you know, they're walking with you. They take the right turn into the, the dining room, and you, I assume, continue straight because you're trying to go down to Vexar's private quarters? Correct. Great. Correct. Um, you are headed down to Vexar's private quarters. Bruiser, uh, you went to play billiards, and just as you got there, they announced that the room was going to clear out for dinner. Are you going to do anything, or are you just heading to dinner? Um, as I'm heading to dinner, I would like to just um, scout out like potential vents um, that just well, like, like like air vents that one could squeeze through. Sure. Uh, make a perception check. I can do that. Also, chat makes a great point. Gunner should definitely have inspiration for his his uh, soup performance. So yeah, Dang. have that. Uh, Remind me what inspiration is. Does money <laughs> uh, free inspiration you can spend at any point in time, or a free advantage. advantage. That's what I meant uh, to say. Great. Uh, say it again, Bruiser. Twenty one. Twenty one. Uh, okay, you are also able to identify some air ducts. Um, the the way that they are structured here, some of them run across the ceiling of the atrium, obviously. Um, but then they have vertical ducts that go through, you know, they kind of duck into the walls and then descend down. There are little vents at the floor where, you know, hot or cold air might come out onto the atrium and then they continue downwards. So you could squeeze right. in through any of those openings. Uh, could I use an ocean right now? Yeah, absolutely. You can. So uh, we go back to um, Bruiser's vast network. Um, he wants to procure uh, blueprints for the the lodge, so like for for the air duct specifically. You and are then, speaking like, to oh. Archie, the architect, one of the uh, common builders in Floodana. He's a dragonborn. He's got black scales, and he's looking at you. And he goes, "Man, the Charleston. We built that a long time ago. Uh, let me see if I can find the blueprints for you. Uh, what do you need this for? Are you looking for a specific page or anything like that?" Oh, um, 
I'm, I'm uh, contracted by the private security goons as a builder to make sure that everything's up to code. Roll deception. That, uh, okay. Ooh, that's a good one. Natural 20, baby. Yeah, it is. For a total is. of 32. Nice. Natural 20. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. They always check up on everything. Let me see if I can find the paperwork here for you. And Archie begins digging through, you know, stacks and stacks of scroll cases, those big round, like, poster tubes. And eventually he finds one that's got the right label on it, pops the lid off, and pulls out the paper, unrolls it, and, you know, finds the page that you need. And he goes, all right, ventilation, ventilation. I assume they're all worried about being underground. Oh, no, it's underground hotel. We're not going to be able to breathe. Like, ventilation's totally fine. Way up to code. Stainless oh, couldn't sure do better. And he lays just... out the blueprint on the thing in front of you. He goes, you know what? You want that copy? Just take that copy with you. I got another copy. Perfect. You can show them. They'll be, they'll be perfectly happy. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Happy to help. Um, and so, in still in in the flashback, you would have seen uh, when we're like as a team, all of us together in our planning phase, uh, we would have gone over that this is the duck that leads to the area above the dining table and uh, where the um, generals are and everything, and then also. I think it's a little yeah. too late for that because you would have to know and uh, FPs. Okay searching for the ducts okay um, um so you maybe you got that information on the way to the heist like it was your job to stop yeah. and, and pick it up uh how about can we know the conference room duct that goes to the conference you do. room too okay yep cool you just did a bad job communicating fp's <laughs> so lost yeah poor fp um are you are you it's trying to get fine. into the into the ducts now uh, oh so yeah like uh like after after the oh sorry were you talking to I was Bruiser? actually talking to Bruiser but we're gonna come to FP okay. next um yeah okay, cool. okay um how are you how are you doing it um I would like to go to one that's like in the direction that everyone's going but like on a side hallway that people may not be down okay uh you head over there and um you you certainly find the duct um. You are going to need to, it's got like a grill on the front of it, obviously. So you'll need to remove that somehow. If you've got a toolkit you want to use, you can use that. Otherwise, it'll just be a strength check to pry it off. Um, I will use a toolkit. Okay. What toolkit? Uh, whichever one has a screwdriver in it. Which tools did you bring? Uh, what tools do I have? Let me look. If you didn't did put you any bring? tools in your loadout, then you don't have a toolkit to use. Uh-oh. 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 I do not have a toolkit. Oh, well, then Bruiser's going to have to just pry it off with of strength. Do you not have a repair kit? Or I leave or it in the tools? truck. I don't have these tools. Uh, okay. A burglar's pack? Anything? Oh, no, I do, ha- I do have these tools. Okay. Okay, Sorry. there you go. You can use your I was on tools. the wrong page. Yeah, I'll use those. Okay, so <laughs> use your dexterity check. Uh, assisted by your fuse tools. Okay. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah, you pretty easily unscrew the vent and and move it off to the side. Um, the crowd is moving past you. You've done a pretty good job lagging towards the back, so the odds are pretty low of them spotting you. Um, and they don't. Um, at least that you can tell. And you now have the grate off of the vent. What's your play? 
Uh, I'm going to go in and I want to put the grate back, but not screw it in. So it just looks like it's in place. Okay. Um, I'm going to add a tension die because this is something that should be fairly easy, but there's always the potential for something to go wrong. And I'm little. Ooh, and it rolls a one. Oh, no. Uh, you get into Uh-oh. the vent uh, just fine. You get the grate exactly where you want it. You back up like a half inch or whatever to get in position and realize that you have entered one of the vertical shafts. Like this is where the ducts go down to the next floor and you fall one story to the next floor. Oh, um, I have wings. You, or is it too small? Not in this vent duct, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you take okay. six points of fall damage uh, as you fall 10, uh, 10 feet to the next floor and um, a loud echoing clang rings through the, the ventilation duct, which on their way down the stairs uh, or towards the, the lower rooms, Fox and Gunner, you both hear it like in the vents above you in the ceiling. It go ding and like rings out through all of them. Uh, FP62, you do not hear this. Um, in fact, let's check in on FP62 before we follow Bruiser uh, deeper into the vents here. FP62, you're in the bathroom. What are you doing? Uh, so as we swap to FP62, he is halfway through removing the bolts from what looks like a manhole cover, uh, not <laughs> thinking that, you know, air would not be able to come out of this thing anyway. Uh, but <laughs> Poor FP. <laughs> He's, he's doing his best. Yeah, he's doing his best. FP slowly yeah. unscrews the uh, the the last screw on the manhole cover, and it psh, bursts open with the pressure of water oh behind it, oh like a, a little bit like a fire hydrant. Oh dear. Psh, it just blasts out. Oh my out. goodness! It bounces off of like, FP for one hit point of damage as the like manhole cover is flung towards his chassis, um, and now water is just smashing into you. Uh, what is FP doing? There's no one in the bathroom right now. He's he's grabbing the lid, trying to push against it, saying, go back, go back, go back, go back. Uh, okay. Uh, FP grabs the lid. I would like a strength check to try and oppose the flow of water that's that's pushing against him here. Yeah, that's that's a seven. A seven. FP is like, he can hold, he doesn't lose the grip on the lid, but he's not able to this time around. He's not able to connect. I'm going to roll a tension dive for the passage of time with this water. Okay. And now this he is can not have another shot if he this wants This is it. not boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can try again or he can try differently. Um, I just rolled it. Basically, every time he tries and fails, I'll roll another tension die. So, um, I'm going to roll a D100. Let's see if something happens real quick. Okay. Um, a a color changes in FP's eyes, and he starts to experience a little bit of emotion. He begins to panic. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, and and he 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 like is kind of doing the construct equivalent of like his pupils dilating. He's he's kind of freaking out. He's he's making these motions of like breathing heavy and he's he's he he, he drops the the um uh the manhole cover the manhole cover yeah the manhole cover lid and is looking looking frantically for the air vent. Okay. Uh roll perception. Oh that's uh thirty. 
All right. You find the air vent and you see the shadow of Clara Albuquerque standing at the doorway of the bathroom uh, drawn over by the sound of the water rushing and, and, and what have you. Um, so Clara's there. The air vent is just above you in the ceiling and you could totally reach it because the bathroom's not that tall. Housekeeping. Um, Hello? I need Clara Albuquerque to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. Oh, wait, she's, she's, not, she's not in. You said it was the shadow of her? Yeah, like she's knocking on I the door the and door her yet. shadows, yeah, like kind of okay. coming around the corner. Well, if she comes in, she might need to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, but uh, FP is diving towards the uh, air vent to get in there as quickly as possible. Okay, that's a that's a, a vertical jump, so I need either an athletics yeah, check if he's trained in it or just a strength check if he's not. Uh, that is a 17. 17. Uh, FP is able to make the vertical jump to the air duct. There is a grate in the way, so he's now hanging from it like you would hang off the rim of the basketball hoop. Clara, nobody answers your knock. Are you going to go in or are you going to stay? I'm going in. Okay, Clara comes around the corner. FP is now hanging from the grate as Clara Albuquerque comes around the corner into the room. Clara, water is pouring onto the floor from a sink level um, like pipe hookup. And hang above it, hanging from the grate, is FP62. He's got his like eyes, the little sensors have dilated wide in panic, and he's he like looks over at you. Oh dear, this is the most boring bathroom ever. As he's like trying to use like one hand to undo the screws. <laughs> uh, does he have a toolkit with him? He does. Okay, he's got so a roll your toolkit decks, but with disadvantage because you're holding yourself on the grate at the same time. Clara, what's up? There's water shooting from the ground, and FP is hanging from the ceiling. Water is shooting from the wall. It's like a hookup in the wall, like where another sink would be added, but a little bit wider. Um, and it's shooting onto the ground, so it's going sideways, like out of a fire hydrant type of a thing. And then, yes, FP is hanging from a grate that he's unscrewing. Fifteen. Fifteen. FP successfully unscrews the grate and falls with it. To, well, you can make a deck save to catch like the rim of the vent and hold yourself up as the grate that you're hanging from becomes loose. Ten. Ten. Um, okay, you are able to catch, but I'm going to roll a tension die. So boring. Wow. You, you catch, Who thought and that that's the sixth one. were so boring. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is us clearing the pool. None of them landed on a one. Yeah. Uh, okay, your, your interaction. If you know what's good for you, I want you to stand over there, pretend to be a hat rack, hold completely still... Or I'm calling this right now. Um, FP swings his legs up into the vent, so just his head is poking out. <laughs> and I need... Uh, oh, and then he retrieves this this little... It, it's kind of long and thin and has a uh, has like an open, almost like a shovel handle on one side. This is this big, long brick. And there's this light blue light on the end of it. And he points it towards uh, Clara, and I need her to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. I, I can I'm never not, come wh- back here. <laughs> what did we determine the DC for ciphers? Like the spell save DC? Yeah. Um, it's um, uh, treat the, the spell casting modifier as a plus two for all those ciphers. So, so that's eight plus two. Eight plus two plus my proficiency bonus? Yeah. Plus your proficiency. So 16. DC 16. How'd Clara do? 
Uh, I'm not super great with these numbers yet, but I've got a 16 on the die plus a two at least. Yeah, so, so that's we're over that. Yep. So Clara passes the wisdom save. Uh, are there any effects from the cipher? Um, so she feels this ethereal whispering command telling her, just leave and don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but she is completely her dedication unaffected by to her it. pastry. <laughs> I got a and job to FB do. Ducks up in. FB uh, ducks up in after. Okay. After he's gone. Okay, Clara, you are standing in a ruined bathroom. Uh, water is gushing onto the floor. The vent grate is laying on the floor, covered in water, and FP has just vanished into the grates. I'm calling it. Um, she is going to step out of the room uh-huh. and find the nearest security goon. Yeah. Hey, there is a plumbing issue in the bathroom. It is immediate. You got to find somebody to get on that. Oh, yeah, of, of course. Right away. Grate right is away. open. Yes. There is also somebody in the air duct i i don't know i don't know what he's doing there but i saw him so somebody whoever, in the somebody, air duct yeah they sabotaged the bathrooms i know he they got nice like bathrooms here but i didn't think goes, it was we need to worth lock it. down right away right away we're gonna lock down we've got someone in the air ducts right now and like things begin happening very rapidly so uh fox and gunner you have made it down to the the second like i guess negative second level of the of of the charleston lodge um bruiser you are in the air duct of like yep. in their ceiling you know you're you're down one floor they're underneath you um and fp you've just hopped up into the the vent in the bathroom when all of you hear a very very loud alarm spell go off and it sounds as if it's in the room with all of you um except for um gunner and fox so gunner and fox you're on the lower tier so you don't you don't hear this the upper floor is suddenly full of running footsteps um a lot of things are are now in motion um security goons are running out to secure the doors the front door the drawbridge closes with a clang um and really just in general things begin happening the two of you who are walking down with the champagne towards vexar's room you come around the corner to where Vexar's room should be. It's on floor negative three. So the third floor down, um, you get there just as Vexar launches out of his room. He's got his saber drawn. He's a half work. Uh, he's a real, real tall, real strong. And he sees the two of you with the bottle of champagne and, uh, you can roll a deception check to act natural and be discounted because like you're wearing the uniforms. One of you's got sauce spilled on you. You do look like caterers. So okay. you can roll deception each of you to see how you fare against Vexar. 18. Uh, okay. I, what? Oh no. Yep. Inspiration. All right. Uh, rolling again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I rolled a three and then a four. So it's an 11 An 11. All right. Ah, uh, Vexar hops out of his room, saber drawn, looks over at Fox and goes, do you know this man with you? I don't recognize him. He's not on the catering list. And he spins the saber into a fighting stance and he goes, identify yourself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, he's, he's the newbie. I've, I've been, he's, he's supposed to be shadowing me. You can tell I look at him with, with that kind of with look of like disappointment. All and like, yeah. you, you can tell he's not very good at it yet. I, I apologize if he's offended you in some way. Should it, I 
send them away. Roll it your was my dream to be a caterer. Roll your <laughs> deception check. <laughs> Sixteen. Sixteen. All right, he rolled a twelve. He believes you. Yes, send him away. We don't have any time for this right now. There are things happening here that require us to lock down the building. You can take the champagne. Just take it all back to the kitchen. It's probably safer for you there. And yes, get rid of him. Um, and Vexar runs past you and sprints up the steps. He doesn't even bother clo- like locking the door behind him as it swings shut. What, is, click. what does that mean to get rid of him for a lockdown? Sir, sir. <laughs> send, send him out through the kitchen door. And then he continues up the stairs. So does he go around a corner at a certain point? Yeah, he's run up the steps. He's he's All run right. past you. Gunner is just going to casually step into Vexar's room. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as you step into Vexar's room, Bruiser, you are yes. in the ventilation duct. Um, you can you know you can you can see some stretches of sideways and some stretches of down. Where are you trying to go to in the ventilation well, ducts? You said I hear an alarm. Right? Yeah, you hear an alarm. Uh. Didn't even make it to dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was heading towards uh, like a duct in the um, dining room, like above or as close to the um, the like commander's and admiral's table. Okay. But with the alarm going off, I don't think it's a good idea to be here. So I'm going to try and um, find, uh, navigate myself to the nearest exit and then try and eg- exit as casually and nonchalantly as possible okay the nearest exit you're sure you want to go with the nearest exit uh well i would check it out before i actually go out but i mean the nearest exit is in the ceiling of the dining room if that's where you've been going that's why i'm like checking Uh, in with you right now like you could drop out of the ceiling no i would find casually (laughs) yeah (laughs) casually um I'll, i'll go to to one that's a floor up okay um, you go to one that's a floor. Well, there isn't a floor up from the dining oh, room. Like it's, sorry. you know, that a would just be down. outside. Okay. A floor down then. Okay. Yeah. You go a floor down. Oh, onto you the fell sec- down, right? You go onto the second floor. That's true. Yeah. Um, he, he said he was making his way to the dining room. So I assumed he climbed back up, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. You head back down one story to the second negative two floor, negative two, and you find an exit and I'm going to roll a tension die to find out whether it's occupied or not. It is not. Uh, so you make your way to an exit. You're able to, you know, you kick the grate out or whatever. You use your tools and tools. get out of the uh, situation. And you're now standing up in the hallway. You can hear footsteps on the floor above you as everyone is running. And just as you stand up and get the grate back in place, Vexar, who you recognize from your prep work, comes rushing up the stairs and looks towards you. Um, he's going to roll an insight to see if you seem legit. Uh, roll a deception. Okay. <laughs> At least you got disguises, or this would be really bad for all of you. <laughs> uh, non-natural 20. Non-natural 20. Vexar runs right past you. He just scrolls up the rest of the stairs and is on the first floor now. Um, uh could I follow like follow his path, but he's running. I'm not going to run, so I'm just going to go in the direction he is. Yeah, so you're just casually walking up that way? Yeah. Okay, you do walk up that way. FP62, you are in the air duct above the bathroom. Um, below you, someone has run into the bathroom. Um, they pick up the cap and just in one swing... Let me see if this works. It does. In one swing, they just slam it onto 
the end, like the manhole cover gets swung back onto the pipe and then they use a cipher and it heats up and actually fuses into place. Um, the like metal of the pipe just kind of melts and, and welds together. And then they're going to jump. Uh, they're going to roll an athletics check to try and jump up after you. They haven't seen you. They just, um, but they do successfully. You hear hands grab the, the edge of the pipe and they're moving up towards you. What are you doing? Or of the air duct, I should say. Would FP during this time um, have had any time to move through the ducting? Yeah, he's had like a couple. Distance uh, away? Yeah, he's had a couple seconds. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, well, when we swap to FP, he is currently sitting on his back, doing the equivalent of panicking and breathing super heavy. He's like frantically ripping the the clothes off. He's just like like getting everything off of him. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Um, and is and is just kind of like <laughs> and making like this word <laughs> sound <laughs> like um, a phone vibrating. Try, yeah, yeah, like a phone vibrating. That's canonical now. That when he panic breathes, <laughs> it sounds like a phone vibrating. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then he he's just like scrambling, scrambling away as far away from that entrance as he can. Um, is it reasonable then to think he's not being particularly stealthy about it? Or is well, he... no, he's. I mean, well, yeah, actually, probably, probably, yeah. Um, so they can hear him in the direction he's going. Um, okay, so the the one security goon who's up and in the duct, um, you don't see him because you've gone around a bend, but you do hear him make a report into his little obelisk cipher thing, and he goes, "I they're headed through the ducts. I can hear him. I'm chasing him down." Um, and you hear, you know, confident, I guess crawling like echoing through the the vent towards you as as you're moving uh we cut back downstairs to where gunner and fox well east gunner has stepped into vexar's room Um, uh radio check um can we can we all have a just a check-in on what's what's happening uh well i was in the ducks getting ready to go uh snoop on the the dining table of the commanders and everyone but then i heard an alarm and i felt it not safe to be in the ducks i don't know what is going on i don't i don't know what is i don't fp calm calm down use your words fp what happened do you take deep breaths is that what uh just Slow down. I don't. I don't know. I don't can know you, what. I don't. Can I don't you know. Yourself. Okay. Could just just tell me what happened in order. Uh, last, in, last in the duct. In the. I don't. Why? Why am I? I'm gonna roll a tension die every so often to represent the flow of time and whether someone catches up to FP or not. So FP is just scrabbling through the ducts, kind of meanderingly. I'd like to spend an ocean. Ooh, Clara's going to spend wow. an ocean. All right. Uh, Clara hit us with that ocean. So before the party, I was very determined that everything go completely smoothly. But in the event that there was an infiltrator and that somehow the alarm system went off, I needed a way to get that alarm system off as quickly as possible. Um, therefore, I decided to reach out to... Um, the the staff who are usually running this building 
and learn a little bit about it from that perspective. Find out if there was some kind of off switch that I could throw somewhere. Oh yeah, of course the alarm has an off switch, Miss. I mean, it's 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 natural for us to you know run tests from time to time and things. I was like gonna that. say, can we test it? Can we test it right now? You know, this is this is a day that I have visited to see what the the area is gonna look like to plan out where all of my Roll dishes persuasion. are gonna go. Nat twenty. <laughs> of course we can, Miss. Anything for you. Anything for a nice fairy dragon like you. Thanks. Uh, and he turns around and throws the alarm. <laughs> and he cuts that it off is- again. Mind-blowingly loud. Is there any way to lower that volume? Uh, just turning it back off again. Oh. I mean, it's supposed to be loud. It's an alarm. If it gets pulled by accident, is there a way that one of me or my caterers could could turn it back off? Like, where where does the is that this switch right you know, here? I, I can see that this is a really important event for you, and uh, because everything. you rolled super well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually get uh, an override authorized for you for the evening. Uh, so we'll have that cipher waiting for you by the uh, loading bay where you bring in your Honey, catering. You things. are my hero. Great, uh, and that ends this uh, flashback. And so we jump to Clara, who is outside the bathroom, I guess, holding a cipher in her hand. He was just supposed to pull the cat rack out, cat, hat rack out of the ceiling. He was not supposed to throw the alarm. And the alarm goes off. It's been, it's been a moment as she was fighting with herself. Yeah, it's been it's been probably twelve to eighteen seconds of alarm. <laughs> um, the check in, the panicked check in has happened, and then all right, the alarm like kind of fades out and turns off. She flits off to try and go calm things as best she can, starting with her catering staff and then dispersing them to calm the guests. Uh, Clara's catering staff are waiting for her in the in the front atrium, uh, just because whenever there's an emergency, they go to their sous chef. Um, and behind them is a you know a mill of private security goons who have run out to see what the alarm is all about. Um, so you are able to disseminate this information among them, um, and they begin kind of slowly returning towards dinner. Oh, it was a false alarm. Oh, it was this. Oh, it was that. Someone's checking out the vents to make sure it's okay. Whatever. You know, nothing for us to worry about in general. Um, and that resolves the upstairs situation downstairs. Uh, as we said, you are in Vexar's room. Uh, Gunnar never did his little check in. He's going to, I'm in the stupid bloke's room. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, sir. And you turn around and there is a member of the catering staff, uh, standing at the door. He says, I need you to step out of the stupid bloke's room now. Gunner's gonna uh, ocean and say he never said that. No, I'm just kidding. Fox uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is Gun- gonna roll a stealth check to just <laughs> disappear from the situation entirely. Gunner is gonna just like reference his like like he's just gonna like gesture towards his whole catering get up as well as the soup spilled on him. Number to beat is At- a twenty-two. Fox. Twenty-two. Yep. Uh, for stealth. Yeah, that's a 23 plus 25. All right. What are you hiding behind in the room? It's a it's a generic hotel room. You know, it's got the bed, the table, the, the nightstand, the clock. OK, yeah. Fox is behind the desk. Um, Gunner, you gesture at you your gesture attire. And then also has the 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 bottle of, of champagne. It's like just dropping this off. And in the in the, he wants to set the champagne bottle on the nearest like hard surface. And in that moment gather as much visual information of the room as he can. 
great. Roll a perception check and go ahead and roll it with advantage um, because you are a rogue thief and this is what rogue thieves do. Sweet. 17. 17. Okay. Vexar is a clean traveler. You know, his clothes are neatly pressed and hung. He only has the two outfits he needs, one for today and one for tomorrow. So the one hanger is empty and then tomorrow's clothes are on the hanger. Um, there is a safe in the room. You are, I mean, you're accustomed to finding such hiding places. And so you easily clock that there's a safe behind a painting on the one wall. Um, but you don't have time to obviously get into it or investigate it. And there's nothing laying out like Vexar is so clean. There's no notes. There's no anything like that to be found. Um, and then you turn away and the other caterer says, you know, all right, well, let's get back upstairs and check in with our sous chef. Shall we? Copy. Good. Uh, and he escorts you out and back up towards the first floor, leaving behind Fox. Uh, Fox, you are now alone in Vexar's room. The door has swung click shut behind you. Um, I'm going to use uh, my cipher of detect magic. Ooh, good call. Um, let's see here. I'm just checking if there's anything magical in Vexar's room. Um. No, there is no magic to be detected in the room. That's not true. Uh, there's an uh, a spell of wait. Your boy's got to Google which which school of magic this this spell is or this cipher is. Um, abjuration. There is abjuration magic on the safe behind the painting. Um, and obviously it is cypher powered. I, I said magic, but obviously it's, it's wingle digit powered. Right. Uh, so now that I know that, um, and I can, I can wait. tell where the safe is now. Yeah. Well, you know where the abjuration magic is. So sure. You swing the painting out of the way and boom, there's a safe there. All right. Can Gunnar use an ocean or how do, okay. How meta game can the oceans be? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how you're asking. Like, can can I if I if I wanted to use an ocean to say that while leaving the um the 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 quarters, I like handed off my breaching charge that to no, no, uh, no. Fox. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could leave it behind. You could use an ocean to do that. Sure. Um. Is uh, it- uh, it's a it's not a good idea. Never mind. Okay. I'll save it. Never mind. Okay, continue. Okay. Uh, Fox, you slide the painting aside, and sure enough, there is a safe just behind it. Boring guys, we got to keep it boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, um, pull out my cipher of dispel magic and dispel the magic around the safe. Okay. Boom. You dispel magic. The the magic around the safe has been dispelled. Uh, you actually hear a little as a cipher kind of fizzles out of of operation. All right. Now I'm going to crack my hands. Prepare a stopwatch in my mind and prepare for a world record on <laughs> cracking a safe. Because uh, I don't think I have much time in here. All right. So. I'm going to try to use my thieves tools and crack it the old fashioned way. Sounds great. So go ahead and use a dexterity check um, and then add your thieves tools bonus to it. 
Peaks tools bonus. All right, that is uh, 24. 24. Uh, the lock is putty in your hands. Um, you open up the lock, and inside you see a really nice ring box with a ring in it. You see a small paper, like um, like a moleskin journal, you know, like the little pocket moleskin journals mm-hmm. that could go in like a shirt pocket or something like that. I love um, You see one of those, and you see um, two tickets for a Dragonelle ride, like a chartered Dragonelle ride. Uh, I'm going to read the tickets. Uh, the, um, the tickets are, one of them is for Vexar, and one of them is for a name you don't recognize. Um, and there, it's for later this evening. In fact, it's for 1 a.m. is when the um, the Dragonelle is supposed to be ready. Uh, it's coming back to the Charleston Lodge, so it's just going for a ride and then coming back to the Charleston. Okay, who's the other name? Uh, the other name is Miscellaneous Fiancé. Okay, uh, well, he's enough. hoping it'll be his fiance. Um, it's oh. Vexar's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Hopefully, I'm, she's, I'm, I'm he'll roll to see together. if she says yes. She said Miss Alanius, like her name is Alanius. I love it. Yeah. It's canon. Her name is Miss Alanius. <laughs> I love okay. it. Um, I, I put the dots together. I'm gonna instead look at the uh, Moleskin journal and right. flip through it for anything real quick information. Uh, okay, roll an investigation check. I'm going to roll tension to see if anything happens while you're doing this. It does not. All right, investigation, that is yeah. 16. 16. Okay, great. Um, you are... Let me see what I can find here. Um, I'm going to take some notes and... Uh, DM them to you from Vexar's private notebook. Well, I'll say I'm allowed so that the check. I I never know where the good balance is between making them fun secrets and saying them aloud. But I'll tell you. Um, okay. There are two prisoners uh, in a warehouse in Stainless called the Iron Tomb. Their names are Rex and Sasha, and they have been trapped there for abandoning Alex Greenvale and her saboteurs after being tasked with um, killing you guys. Basically, they set that trap in the northern wilds and Jeb was like, if I kill you now, your soul is nowhere to go. Um, They're the people who have been imprisoned in an old warehouse called the Iron Tomb. The Iron Tomb is the property of the Red Cloaks. Um, But Vexar, of course, wouldn't trust such a secret to them. And this note uh, or this book reveals that he has actually arranged for a temporary loan of the warehouse with funds that have been funneled through the Diamond Consortium. And it's protected by one shadow warrior. Um, whatever those are. And you can also see in this book that um, there's a little itinerary of like things for Vexar to do. So like you can see his schedule for the evening and how he's, you know, okay, give the speech at dinner at seven and then give out the employee awards at seven forty five and whatever, like all that stuff's on there. Um, but you can see that there is a uh, meeting for later tonight. Um, that meeting is taking place at... What time is that? Uh, 10 p.m. And next to it, instead of a like a person he's meeting with or whatever, he has drawn the sigil of the Order of the Broken Scepter um, for, for that meeting at 10 p.m. And those are the only useful things that you glean from uh, the book at this time. Okay. Um, I'm going to jot all that information down, put everything back exactly as I found it. Okay. Close the safe. Uh, can I see the cipher that was uh, 
add the aberration magic running. Yes, you can. Um, I'm going to, um, I'm going to roll Arcana if I can. Am I allowed to do that? Unless it's not trained. To not understand training. what it is, you could roll Arcana. To understand that if I want to make sure to turn it on without setting it off. Oh, I see what you mean. You want to like reactivate it without setting it off. Right. Um, you can, yeah, go ahead and roll Arcana, even if it's untrained, just roll it and see what you get. Seven. Seven. Uh, you have no idea. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to close the door, uh, leave it, uh, locked again. Okay. And insert wingle digits. Uh, I've, I've locked the safe. I made sure everything inside of it is back where it was locked the safe and I'll insert wingle digits back into it. Okay. Uh, you do so. You insert Wingle digits back into the alarm, uh, the alarm cipher. And you activate it, and uh, you rolled a one on attention die. So there is a complication coming into your scene. The alarm does not go off. However, okay. you are being so delicate about reactivating the alarm cipher that you are not paying attention to the painting in the room and you accidentally bump it with your elbow off of the wall, it falls and the frame cracks on the floor. And while Fox tries to figure out what to do with that, we cut to FP62, who is uh, skedaddling on hands and knees (laughs) through the air vents. No one has caught up to him yet, but there is one person chasing him. Um, Question, has FP accidentally fallen down one story as he's on his back scrambling away? Yes, FP has fallen one story, and he takes a D6 of damage, which I'll roll. Five points of damage as FP falls one story while scrambling on his back. It's this big metallic ringing noise. Does Bruiser hear it? Yeah, probably everyone hears it. So boring. So boring. (laughs) FP. So boring. If you can tell me either where you are, the path you took, I can help you get out. I've memorized the the ductwork. I crawled exactly backwards from the eastern bathroom and just fell down a very long distance. You see the the math meme. (laughs) The math equations. Um, Okay, you, Bruiser, you figure out where he is, but it's going to take you three um, tension die to get there. So each tension die represents a chance for FP to get seen and a little bit of time passing. FP, are you doing anything while you wait for Bruiser? Um, FP is going to use a special kind of ocean. Ooh. Like, like how how far back can we reach back? How far back do you want to go back? They're flashbacks. Okay, so we flash back like maybe two or three maybe even four weeks ago you see fp sitting at uh sitting in a little chair a stone chair with a stone table with a dragon chest set between him and radford and i would like you to to speak radford if if that's possible Josh. oh no <laughs> your move twinkle toes <laughs> Yes, so, Radford, I've been experiencing something interesting ever since entering that cave and retrieving the magic beans. Well, tell Radford about it! (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What's on your little tin mind? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There are times when I 
my sensors experience different parameters. I don't quite understand what it is. Sometimes I will not be able to think clearly or will think too quickly. Oh, yeah, you've been smoking too much. <laughs> no, no, I fixed that error. That was a, a little oil that was burning up because of increased friction. This is something maybe a bit of a heart or soul issue? I do not know. Mm. I am concerned that maybe I have developed some sort of capability of feeling. I do not like it. One time I was very concerned for my well-being and survival and seemed to have no control of my faculties. Is this normal for one with feelings? Oh yeah, that's panic! (laughs) And what does one do in such a time to stop feeling this way? Well, here's what you do. You take big, deep breaths through that strange little grate on the front of your face. And that's it! (laughs) One simply breathes through the holes in their face. Deeply. Deeply. Understood. Thank you, Radford. Also, checkmate. So it is. <laughs> Josh's version of Radford is just King Boomy. <laughs> it's, really, it's really hard for me to find the particular. Radford. It's like he's a Minnesotan, but he's also a pirate. And I'm having trouble finding the middle ground where he's like an elderly Minnesotan pirate. So I like just tried changing pitch every At time some I point spoke. I thought you were Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody ever does any animation of that, Radford is just drawn in really bad crayon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, FP waving wildly. <laughs> FP takes a minute um, to stop. He's like he's like a U shaped right now at the bottom of this of this grate. His like legs are up and his hands are up and he's just kind of folded in half. And you just hear this like low rumbling buzzing sound, like like a, a cell phone on vibrate. <laughs> yep, he's just like <laughs> Clara spends Boom. an ocean. Alright. Uh, Clara Yo. spends an ocean. Was case in the joint back in the day. I thought that if anything was going to go wrong, you know, it's always the air ducts with these people. You never know. When there's baddies out there, they need air. That's what they say. That's my slogan. So I headed down to um, Charleston and I cased the joint. Luckily, I got wings. Wings makes it a little bit easier to follow the airflow. And it's not so suspicious, you know, because honestly, you got to see where the smells, the aromas, they're going to waft. You know, you got to see, okay, I got to keep my my most aromatic pastries here because it's going to hit the whole room, you know. And that's what I tells them Is Clara if anybody trying to asks. sneak in or persuade somebody to let her in to the vents? Oh, I was just peeking, peeking through to see where they're oh, all heading. Oh, okay, I understand. So I'm, I'm like, can you open that for me? Can I see where that's headed? It's, it's, it's all above the 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 outdoor pool, as it were. Got it. Uh, yeah. So Clara's able to do that. Um, make an investigation check to find out how well you learn your way around. 
not gonna lie, I like the whole idea of Clara being this, like, mysterious third party with an unknown agenda. What do you, you mean, mean the only agenda? female to ever have been on this show is the femme fatale? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got a 14. Okay. To track uh, where the ducks are going with assistance. A, you do a great job tracking the ducks. A great job? Yeah. That's awesome. You figure out where hey, you Yep. Also, fighting for female representation here, Ari was on a one-shot, so you're not the hey, only one. Hey! That's awesome. <laughs> I love Ari. She's my first wife. Um. <laughs> so, so, Clara is booking it to get to where she thinks he is before anybody else. Based on the loud clang noise. Based on the loud clang noise. And if there is any way, like, through eyesight that I can get there, I'm going to use my my cipher of Misty Step. Okay. Uh, Sure. So you get yourself in sight of the grate that you think it is. Um, Roll an investigation with advantage to see if she picks the right one. She has the advantage because of her flashback. That was investigation? Yes. 15. 15. She finds it. Um, so you find it, and um, the grate is still attached, but you can misty step through because you can see to the duct on the inside. So um, you can, you know, click. Your cipher activates. If I get in there, will I still be able to fly or no? Uh, your wings will open like two-thirds of the way, so no, you would not be able to fly. No, but I'd be able to navigate pretty comfortably. Yeah, you could stand up and walk. You are one foot or so tall, foot, a foot okay. and a half, and the ducts were dug out by dragons, so they're like two feet or, or you know, three feet in, um, what am I trying to say, diameter. So. Okay. Um, I am going to Misty Step as close to FP as I can. All you can see is right next to the grate, but when you look next to the grate, FP is not far away. Maybe, you know, a couple feet down the down the grate from you laying there and and buzzing. (laughs) Oh very warmly. (laughs) He breaks my heart. More Um, of a hmm. Here's the second tension die representing the passage of time and whether the the one security goon catches up to you. Still still good. Okay. So I am going to go in there. I'm I'm allowed in now, right? Mm-hmm. Through through Misty Step. And I'm going to grab him by the hands and very loudly I got him! I got him! I'm gonna I'm gonna take him to the exits. Hang in there, you You'd like and and I'm going to drag him bodily in the direction of this grate. And um I probably can't whisper anything because it's an air duct and mm-hmm. the other guy's gonna hear it. So but I'm gonna be like, You were you were acting pretty foxy there, but I've got you and we're gonna get you right out of here. Okay. You do indeed got wings, because it appears you have heard things. I have heard you were quite loud. Everybody, wings or no wings, heard you down here. Now we got to get you out of here, honey. You get him to the grate. I'm going to do the last passage of time I'm before going to Bruiser resist. arrives outside. Oh, okay. Uh, also, the security goon comes around the corner as you're holding him by the shoulders. Why do my catering gigs security always end this way? drops down the vertical shaft and like kind of, he also like clang, lands there and makes eye contact with you. Uh, FP resists, so that's a grapple check. So I need you to use either athletics or acrobatics, both of you, um, to to grapple each other, and we're going to see who makes it out. 17. 11. 
Okay. So he like worms out of um, Clara's like sort of little fairy claws. It doesn't really have anywhere to go, but you're not being pulled. You're, you know, kind of you've pinned yourself in the in the the ventilation shaft somehow. And then a little ways down from you is the security goon um, who looks up and goes, I'm sorry, Miss Albuquerque. What's going on in here? You two know each other? No, I saw him in the air duct. I'm the one who... Don't you recognize me? I'm flawless. Oh, yes, I do. Sorry, I miss. sent you up that air duct. <laughs> I came to the other side, and I got him first. I should have your job. Do you want me to tell somebody about this? I've got this kid. I'm going to get him out of here because nothing is going to ruin tonight. Roll uh, deception, intimidation, or persuasion. Your choice. All of those are valid approaches to this problem. Oh, the shenanigans. What? This is all going as planned. I don't know what you're talking about. This was all planned ahead of time. Yeah. 17 plus 14. (laughs) 31. Okay. Uh, So the, the security goon, like a very, very, you know, like he, he kind of wilts like, Oh, you tell your people. That the threat is gone. It was, it was a, a false it was alarm. A false alarm. There was no threat. Now get out of my sight. Get out of this air duct. I I have to go out through this. We we're, I can't climb back. Well, up. you go, go you si- you go around this way. No, to the left. No, I'm go. Try- you I, I can't get past. Go to the right. I there's only three feet. <laughs> she is gonna squish his head and push him down like Plato in the Fun Factory. Okay. Um, <laughs> she does. <laughs> and then what? Okay. Now it's FP and I in the air duct? Yeah, sure. You get rid of him. He he leaves. Um, he okay. goes back. He finally is convinced to go back the way he came and climb up like, <laughs> like some he's, more struggler. He's looking for new job opportunities. <laughs> uh, uh, Bruiser, you arrive at the air duct and you look inside and see not uh, FP-62, but a blue fairy dragon. You know, I'm, you- I'm starting to get a headache. Y'all are killing me here. <laughs> you you found my buddy. I did. You need to get him out of this building or this whole thing goes kaput. That's this. I, I turned off the alarms. I set off the like, I thought they were just going to grab him and, and kick him out. But they set off all the alarms. But that can't happen. We need to get through tonight. I You guys can screw up everything you want after 2 a.m. But I have Why everything until then. Tonight? I've been planning this for months. I've, I've, this too much rides on this. I like your little foxy guy, but like I, what is riding on this? FP, I can explain it to you later. I, I, you know, I don't know you very well. I don't know if I can trust you with my trade secrets, but let's just say my whole business is riding on this evening. And if any more uh, alarms go off, our business it's all is over. riding on this evening as well. Maybe we have some common ground. Are you like a tiny little startup? I've been working on this thing for years. We've been working on this thing for a very long time. And one of our founders was kidnapped and brainwashed. We're looking for his location to rescue him from the demonic beings <sighs> that have stolen him away. That's the fluffy one? Yes. The other fluffy one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you guys compete? Is it like is it like I, a muscle no, building contest, compete. but with fur? I've I've never met him. Hmm. 
So why are you, got, why are you so interested in him? I, I was uh, hired to join this team. Oh, so you're like a go, you're like a smash and grab kind of, kind of fluffy. Uh, smash and grab is not my thing, but. He is essential personnel. Yes. <laughs> I like the idea ever. that you're, you're still in the vent and Bruiser's just like sat down next to the vent outside <laughs> it talking to you and you're just <laughs> having this conversation. Miss <laughs> Clara, well, I don't ahead. know very many things. I was born not only a few months ago. But one thing I do know is that family is something that I need, and it's something that I have come to get through this company. And when one of your family is in danger, you protect them, you take care of them, you find them and rescue them. I'm trying to rescue one of our founders, my family, because this is all I have. We're seeking a lost treasure that was taken from us. In the most boring way possible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I've been to some doozies, but this has been a pretty boring dinner party, I must say. Um, Is this the most important thing to you? This is the most important thing to me. This is the most important thing to Fox. Tonight is the most important thing to me. Can you get through tonight without setting off any more bombs, any more alarms? without opening a water pipe in the bath? Like, I don't even understand why you decided to do that. Wait. I was using the bathroom. (laughs) And you, skinny one, you. Miss Albuquerque. Yes. All we need is our friend's location, and we will leave. That's all we came to find. I I don't got it. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I I just know. I did not presume that you did, but that's what we are here for. If we have no need of causing any other trouble or destruction, it was all unintended. We're trying to get information and get out. Believe me, if we would have done that quietly and peaceably, we we would have. We were just bad at it. Hmm. I, just, I need you to get good in just a couple minutes here because we got... I need got... us to get good as well. Josh, what, I... what time is it in this evening so far? Uh, it, dinner is being served now. Like it's like maybe seven or out. eight. So like seven, seven, fifteen ish. Okay. The speech is in like ten minutes. Vexar's speech. Now, uh, Miss okay. Albuquerque. Will Mr. You Fluff. Let us... The name's Ferdinand. That is a cute name. Um, uh, will you let us continue harmlessly crawling through the vents? Hold on a second. I heard you when you fell down the vent. I heard you when you fell down the vent. I don't think you should be in vents anymore. Let's just call it there. You're not good at this. But That's the funniest thing anyone's asked in this entire campaign. (laughs) And secondly, if that goon, that one that just, you know, I convinced him to go get a new job, if he is still around and he sees you pointing at you, Tin Can, this is all blown for me. So I'm going to give you one last shot, and you cannot be seen. Um, and I will stay in the vent. You're not quiet enough to stay in the vent. I'm going to give you something to help you stay out of sight, but you gotta, you gotta. It's it's only going to help so much. You gotta go hide somewhere. You got it. She's going to hand you a a cipher of invisibility. 
Can you use this to get somewhere where they're not going to see you? You could even get out of the building and let your friends finish up. But but you are not blowing this for me tonight. If if Jeb is the most important thing to you, I will help you with him tomorrow. But tonight is the most important thing to me. Well, if you happen to hear anything about him tonight, uh, that information would be... Wide open. Wide open. That is my promise to you. I liked that little guy. He was good with the hand pies. Hmm. I will graciously accept the invisibility. Will you get out of the air duct? Yes. Is he telling the truth? Oh, should I roll in? No. No, okay, then he needs to roll <laughs> deception opposed by Clara's insight. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll tell her, I'll okay leave insight. the vent. Proceeds to go back into the vent. Not that good. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Clara, you know before you hand him the cipher of invisibility. Um, that okay. But does she have to roll it at advantage because he's got a robot face with zero expressions? You want me to roll it again? No, she does not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reaching. <laughs> if FP understood anything about social cues and interactions, he might have a chance of like masking it yeah, in his voice. If only yeah, he was he a social construct. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but he's not. Well, I'm going to let this argument continue. Okay. We're going to yeah, pick up in it. a second here while we jump down and check on uh, Fox and then we'll jump to Gunner and then we'll come back to this uh, conversation here. So Fox, you are downstairs in um, Vexar's room. You've just broken a painting. It's cracked as it fell on the ground. I'm just going to hang it right back up. With the crack and everything? Yep. All right. Uh, you hang that painting right back on the wall. I'm also going to... Uh, was there anything on the desk? I'm going to throw it on the ground. Uh, no, there's nothing on the desk. His room is immaculately clean. All right, I'm going to pull the drawers open of the desk. Anything in there? Uh, you find the notes for his speech. I'm just going to uh, rip the drawers out and just uh, place them as if though they had been thrown, but I do not want to make a lot of sound right now. Uh, okay. And, and, and just kind of make it look like the room's been roughed up very quickly. Okay. Um, I'm kind of shocked that this is happening to you again, but we're at six tension die. Um, so as time passes here, I'm clearing the tension pool again. Yo. Wow. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah, come on. Don't say, oh, no. I can't what? see it. Oh, my God. There's two complications on there. Oh, dear. Uh, there was three, and then one of them knocked one of them away. So uh, be thankful of as, that. As Fox is doing this, you hear footsteps coming back towards the door and you can hear Vexar huffing to himself speech notes gotta give a speech freaking I'm immediately the- go in reverse and start <laughs> looking like I'm cleaning up the room <laughs> oh like you want to give the impression that you're you came in after the fact even though you yes. were here when he left yes okay uh, I, I know how I'm gonna spin this okay so it's fine um <laughs> okay the door opens and you hear freeze there what are you what is this you how are you even still? Why are you still here? What is this? Bexar, sir, I apologize. Um, the man who had came with me, he's been escorted out, uh, but he had thrown a tantrum immediately after you left, and I'm, I'm just trying my best to clean up after them. Deception with disadvantage. <laughs> All right. All right. Hear me out. 
spicy 14 is not too bad. <laughs> I don't recognize you either while we're talking of people who need to be escorted out. You have some ID on you. He leans in and takes a look at the patch on your thing. John, eh? Yes, sir. I don't hey. believe you. What's really going me, on here, John? You trying to rob me? If you'd rather me switch out with somebody else, I'd be glad to grab somebody else. Oh, no, and... you're not leaving that easily. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, if you must know, sir, I'm actually... <laughs> I've actually been assigned as part of a task force to keep an eye on you specifically. And I was watching that other person, that rock man, and he turned out that he might be very suspicious. Um, and when I was on to him, he threw a tantrum. Mm -hmm. I have people right now interrogating them as we speak. You're spending a lot of time trying to convince me this other person was bad. But I still see you here with all my stuff. Go ahead and roll deception at disadvantage. Oh, I hope you roll well. Right. Oh. All right. I think I'm going to need you to come with me and 15? answer some questions. No, you uh, rolled a 17 gonna, on the die. I'm going to immediately uh, shape shift into him. And change my clothes to look like him. Okay. What's the meaning and of this? I've been listening to him speak for a while now, not just here, but otherwise. So I can replicate his voice. <laughs> okay. What's the meaning of this? Uh, he's going to attack. Okay. Uh, Gunner he, would like to use an ocean. <laughs> so, when Gunner was escorted by that other guard, that other, or that other caterer, um, back up to the, uh, to the main area, he knew that Fox was going to need some help eventually. So, he went up, you know, he went back to his soup station, old familiar soup station, Stirred for a little bit, picked up the pot, spilled a little bit more on him. You know, <laughs> all the good stuff. Um, after he waited what felt like an appropriate amount of time, he decided to circle back down to the uh, to Vexar's stealth check station and uh, see if he could help out Fox with whatever he would need help with. Man, I'm rolling so terrible tonight. Seven. You are intercepted by uh, kitchen staff um, who are trying to stop you. Uh, for you to get past them, you're going to have to give them some convincing story or something. Like, how are you going to get by? You know what I mean? Because they're going to report you. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. I brought the champagne, as you saw earlier, down to... Uh, his quarters, but I realized I didn't give him a bottle opener. 
I got one now. So I'm just going to take it down there, make sure he's able to use it. Deception with disadvantage. You're covered in soup. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of the soup stain just getting bigger and bigger. (laughs) (laughs) I also love just that quote of roll roll at disadvantage. You're covered in soup. I cannot roll today. Yay, yay, yay. It's 10. It's a 10. Uh, okay. You roll a 10. Um, they are... They they, ah, they let you go like they're being coy, but you can see there's like a handoff and someone is, is making to follow you. Like they might be about to ambush you on the stairs or something. Um, so to lose that person, you'll need to make some convincing attempts to escape. You can try and convince me that one of your skills is a good one to use or tell me how you want to lose the, the tail. Um, but they, they have sicked a burly caterer on you. Um, okay, how long does it down. take to get down to the level Three that I'm floors. trying to get to anyway? So... Like how? Okay. Uh, would that be would that be a minute about? Yeah, maybe a minute or two minutes, something like that. Okay, I have a feature called Insightful Manipulator. Okay. Where if I can observe a creature for a minute, I can learn whether they're equal, superior, or inferior to me in intelligence, wisdom, charisma, and level, and I also may learn about their backstory. Okay. So, uh, I just want to know what they're weak at. Okay. What's their weakness? Um, their weakness... I only have one ocean left, so I have one roll left in this flashback. <laughs> this skill, though, is not a roll, right? Yes, This is that just is a thing you find out. Okay. Yeah. Um, the weakness of this person chasing you is that they're not very quick. Um, they're very okay. strong. Um, they're also very knowledgeable at catering, but they're not very fast. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gunner is basically going to... Yeah, he's going to like d- dash down okay. as fast as he can. Uh, um... He's going to be coming in hot when he comes in to roll, save. Roll athletics okay. to lose your tail. 19. Oh, yeah. Gunner outpaces him pretty easily um, and and is able to vanish, which is why as Fox dresses like Vexar <laughs> and Gunner comes careening around the corner. <laughs> Gunner, you run into a room where there are two Vexars looking at each other and the room is trashed, which is weird because it's also very clean. There's just like empty drawers okay. laying on the ground and the desk has been laid over, but there's not actually any garbage. And then the painting has a crack in it. Two, There are two Vexars. I'm going to uh, cast hold person. <laughs> On the other Vexar. Uh, okay. Um, he's going to roll his save. Remember, we're treating his spell mod as plus two. So it's eight plus two plus um, whatever it is. Proficiency, yeah. Uh, Vexar rolled a 15. I... Eight plus two plus just proficiency? Yes. Or is it like... Eight plus two plus proficiency. Okay. I don't use spells a lot. Um, In that case, that's a 14. A 14. Okay, so he passes the save. You would try and bind me by Cypher? Draw! And he leaps towards you with his sword. Gunner's gonna know by the way that he said that that that's definitely the real Vexar. Okay. Uh, 
if when Gunner gets a chance, he's gonna also draw. Okay. Uh, Vexar rolled an eighteen to hit Fox. Does he hit? I think he might hit. Okay, and he's going for the knockout with the pommel of his sword. Okay. Um, so, um, for that, I think rather than um him rolling damage let's have fox roll a constitution save opposed by his attack here to see if he wouldn't gets it just be out. non-lethal damage normally? um it would be but then we would lose all the cool roguey action of like a heist that has cool <laughs> knockout fights in it okay. so um okay. it would be the same for you going the other direction no no i get you i get you uh he rolled oh wait that's a d20 that's not damage um here it is. He rolled a nine. Is nine okay. higher than your constitution save? And I, I, I just, it's normal constitution save? Yes. All right. I, I also got a nine. Uh, attacker <laughs> wins in a tie. So he smacks Fox over the head with the pommel of his sword and Fox falls backwards and like slumps against the wall. Gunner's going going to attempt to chokehold uh and to like to to knock okay. out um, um acrobatics or athletics. Eighteen. Nat one. Uh nice. Gunner leaps in there and grabs him in the chokehold, and it like it it doesn't even take a couple seconds before Gunner's got him out and laid out on the ground. Um, and then Gunner, just a, a couple seconds later, Fox wakes back up. It's it's just a knockout. It's not like a right, right. you know long term kill or anything like that. Fox, you wake up. Gunner has choked out Vexar, and Vexar is laying unconscious on the ground. Um, looking at the clock in the in the hotel room, you can see that he's due to give a speech in about a minute and a half. You do have his notes um, if you want to give his speech. Right. Um, I'm going to. Um, uh, bind vexar to his chair we got we got another one coming down by the way someone tried to tell me if he if he comes down i got this and gunner's gonna hold up his cipher of magic missile that he just basically has loaded up to activate as soon as someone comes down the stairs let's not kill him um i will handle it you tie him up uh and clean up the the desk and everything um i grab vexar's sword and any other accessories i don't have real quick Okay. Um, and grab his speech. And I'm just going to immediately head out the front door of his room to intercept anybody who might be coming down the stairs. Okay. And yeah, Gunner's going to do everything. Like, yeah, try to first tie up Vexar, then tidy up the, the office fine. and basically get in position so that when Vexar wakes up, Gunner's there to interrogate. I'm going to hand him uh, a cipher of silence on my way out. Nice. To Gunner. Um, okay. Gunner will take it. You said you took all of like the things he's wearing and whatever he had in his pockets and stuff, right? Like accessories that I, I couldn't copy with just clothing. Okay, great. Um, the okay, so you do that. You take. He's got a couple folded notes. He's got a sealed uh, envelope of some kind. He's got um, another one of those little moleskin journals um, that's got like a clasp and a little lock on it, and he has a tiny key. Um, you. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that on the stream or not. One of the little dog where dog sitting is snoring and is really cute. Okay. Aww, um, so you head up to give the speech and I'm going to send you the speech for you to deliver here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, Did in I the meantime, intercept anybody? 
Uh, yeah, you intercept the guy who was coming down the stairs to check on everyone, and you send him away. That's fine. Okay. Um, and then we're gonna actually check on Clara and Bruiser and FP. Um, so Clara, Bruiser, and FP, you are at the. You're sitting at the ventilation duct. Bruiser is leaned against the wall, talking through it to Clara and FP. He's doing. It the appears cool- my deception did not work. I will leave. You're not going to lie to me, are you now, honey? I mean, I already lied once. I will not again. I will. You leave. were done with that. You you decided to do something nicer. Bruiser has probably Bruiser. gotten the vent open by now. Yeah. Um. Yes. I FP. would like to roll insight. Uh, if he's trying to deceive, then he can roll a deception. Twenty-six. He you he seems to be telling lying. the truth. Yep. And you, Fluffy. Yes. Do I have to roll it again, or am I good? Uh, I don't know. Are you lying? About going into the vents? Yeah. About staying? Uh, We're talking about staying out of the vents here. Ah. Uh, yeah. I won't go in the vents. Okay. Is he telling the truth, though? Yeah. Okay. Um, He's telling the truth, so that's fine. Clara, you you believe them both. All right. Oh, we were about to cross some lines that I don't like to cross when I'm on a job. All right. (laughs) I, now, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. Do you, do you do this kind of work a lot? That's a little disturbing. All right. Not this kind of work. Different types of duct work. Duct work? <laughs> You're not a duct guy? So, no. so, okay. Our last line of business here is this guy has got to disappear or this whole thing is going to be blown wide open. So you have either got to leave the building or you need to go hide somewhere very successfully. I can give you... Okay. A cipher of invisibility. If you can find somewhere safe. I can give you suggestions. I can give you a caterer to help you find somewhere. Although, probably don't let them see you actually hide. My staff do not know quite how hinky-jinky this night is going. I think we'll, we'll manage ourselves. You all right? This yes. is I, This is the last conversation I want to have with you like this, all right? I, you know, you're friends with Fox. I want to like you, but like... The alarms have what? already gone off tonight. It's it's so close. You know, if anything would happen to to Oh, are you okay, Lupin? If anybody happens, if anything happens to our guy, our guy run in the evening. I think his name is like Dexon or Drexor or Drake Drake and Josh, something like that. <laughs> if anything is to happen to him, this is over for me, all right? So we got to make sure he is a okay. <laughs> He has got to get through this evening, spick and span. All right. I can promise you, nothing will happen to him. Go. <laughs> all right, and break, team. Right. Break. Don't and call us a team. You never heard this from me. Get out. And you all go about your business. Um, FP, what's your plan for hiding? Do you want to just roll a stealth check and see if he goes and hides, or is he doing something else? Uh, is there one of those like push around waiter carts that yeah. has like the little yeah? Uh, FP is just going to hide underneath one of them. Okay, great. That's so cute. Uh, roll a stealth check. 25. 25. Exceptional hiding. You hide underneath one of those carts. Catering doesn't even know. They wheel you around, and maybe you even overhear some things throughout the night. Uh, why don't you roll? I would like to do an oceans. Oh, okay. Ooh. So, two minutes ago, when we were inside the vent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, as Ferdinand uh unscrews the vents and uh and Clara gets out and FP is about to follow, 
from the from the the a little pocket underneath the the side of the plating near his foot, a little mechanical spider climbs off and crawls down through the uh, through the ventilation shaft. Okay, that's cool. Um, we're gonna I'm I'm gonna give you the pass on like actually having to roll, but we're gonna spend one ocean for basically sneaking it past Clara. Um, okay. So you spend one ocean, but sure, your little spider makes it into the vents and is in there. Clickety-clackety. And that brings us back to the present. Uh, you are hiding in a in a little waiter's cart thing. Uh, Bruiser, what's your play? Uh, he's going to go to the dining room and just continue mingling um, and maybe distract Clara more to keep her off of everyone's radar. Is he still dressed as a caterer? He was never dressed as a caterer. That's right. Yeah, That's he's right. a guest. He's a guest. He's in black tie. Okay. He's in black tie. Okay. So he goes in to start mingling. Um, he finds, uh, you know, a table with an empty seat to sit down. And just as you sit down and arrange yourself, Vexar steps onto the stage <laughs> to give a speech. Um, I'm going to, like, look down. Um, <clears throat> And all and, you have and, to get Vexar's voice is those three or four words I yelled earlier. Well, I yeah. So um, <laughs> I I'm gonna look down and I'm guessing this I'm is hot wired, right? Like there's a yeah, there's a little a little like my, podium. Um, I'm gonna try to get like some sort of like sound engineer or something. Like, hey, is this is this working right? They give you like the yeah, it's on. Okay, um, I'm gonna ask for like a, a drink of water. Uh, catering uh, brings catering it up staff. to you. They wheel a cart in that's got a lot of waters on it, and they they hand it up to you, and then they wheel the cart off. It seems like the cart is heavier than than expected, or than <laughs> than it ought to be. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Does everything he says come through the sending stone? Yes, it also comes through the sending stone. So we would hear double of the yes, speech. Yes, you hear like doubles of it. Uh, I'm going to look um, Bruiser in the eyes. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to give like a rub my eye, but I'm going to give a little wink. And uh, good evening, my fellow mercenaries. I stand before you tonight with a heavy heart. For I know firsthand the hardships that many of you have faced in our recent assignment in the Umbral Sea. But I also stand before you with hope, for I have good news to share. As you all know, we have been reassigned to new territories in the North and the East. And I promise you, my friends, that these new assignments will bring them a new era of prosperity and security for the private security goons. I understand that many of you have faced difficult conditions in the past, and in particular at the Umbral Sea. The location was dirty, the shifts were long, and the company was, well, fishy. But let (laughs) me assure you, that is all about to change. Our new assignments will come with improved working conditions, better equipment, and higher pay. Thanks to our friends and new investors from the Diamond Consortium and the Golden Hand, we will finally have the resources we need to do our jobs effectively and efficiently. But our success will not just come from better resources. 
It will have to come from the strength of our unity as a team. We are, too, we are more than just a group of mercenaries. We are a family. And as a family, we must work together to achieve our goals. We must support one another and lift each other up, even in the face of adversity. These ideals were exemplified by no one better than Mavira, who fell bravely in the battle defending all of you at the Umbral Sea. Like me, many of you may be hungry for revenge on Mavera's behalf. Rest assured that revenge is coming. It is the reason I was unable to accompany you to the new fields of battle. I have taken upon myself to track down and punish those responsible for Mavera's death. I know that some of you may be hesitant about our new assignments. But I assure you, the North and the East are full of opportunities for us to prove ourselves. We will have the chance to make a real difference in this world, to protect people and uphold justice. In the void left by the darkening, it is the organizations like ours that have stepped up to the plate. When the gods abandoned Stainless, we were there to protect her interests. By protecting clients like the Bright World Company, we are literally protecting a brighter future for all of those affected by the catastrophe that struck us all three short years ago. So let us move forward together, my friends. Let us embrace this new chapter in our journey and work tirelessly to make it a success. As we do, I promise you that the future of the private security goons will be bright and prosperous. Thank you. And let us march forward with the strength and determination. There are cheers and applauses and various things as the speech ends on this high note. And a sort of like an an underling of some kind steps up to the podium and shakes hands with Vexar. um, And then takes the takes the microphone to explain like you know your your main entrees will now be served and then after those um those assigned to the north may go to the fire or may remain here in the fire room to uh mingle with each other and get to know your new division and those assigned to the east may move over to the ice room where you will get to know your division and some entertainment and desserts will be brought into those rooms at that time um and they make this announcement the lights kind of come up a little bit brighter and everyone begins eating um at the same time as this uh well actually let's let's check in with bruiser and fp and then we'll we'll come down to gunner later or maybe gunner what's your what's your goal here like what are you trying to get out of him uh when he wakes up <clears throat> excuse me uh <laughs> gunner's main uh main goal here is to see what vexar knows about uh no wait, only Fox knows about the prisoners that are at uh Stainless, right? Like those the political prisoners or the the Yeah, okay. So Gunner Gunner's mainly just trying to see if Vexar knows anything about Jeb, like the the furry guy who showed up and got mm-hmm. captured at the um the Umbral we'll Sea and where he's at, what he's doing, what status he's in, like what are they whether they're like you know, is he completely under mind control? Is he like being used for something? Is he being held captive, et cetera, et cetera? In the interest of time, I'd like to offer you the option to do that off screen with me after this session, and we'll record okay. and sound design a little interrogation scene for Gunner to like, yeah. you know, get whatever he can out of XR. 
Um, and for cool. tonight, just so we have the knowledge, I would like you to roll an intimidation check, which he will oppose with his constitution, and that's just going to okay. determine a general sense of how well your your interrogation went. Um, Dirty he, 20. Okay. Um, he, I, I know what he rolled, and I've got it right here. So I'm going to okay. make a note of it, and we'll come back to this later. Uh, upstairs in the room, FP, roll a perception check. Let's see what you hear as you're wheeled around the place, and then we'll check in with Bruiser, who I think can actually get some conversations going at his table. Perception is 20, unnatural. Okay, uh, you've got a, a good ear. Um, as you're listening around, you pick up a couple things, but the most like the most interesting rumor or the one that's you know not really something you've heard before, whatever, um, is that the uh, both divisions uh, have discovered in their orders that they're going to be receiving training from shadow warriors, whatever those are. And the very small number of people who have heard of the shadow warriors think of them as like really spooky and creepy. They're like, Ugh, I don't like those things. They give me the creeps. Um, and have kind of a, a negative impression of them. Um, and that's what you're able to learn. Um, Fox as Vexar, you step off um, the platform or the stage, and there is a private table for you with the two division chiefs for East and North um, behind a sound-protected barrier. Um, I'm assuming you're going straight there? Uh, actually, I'm going to excuse myself to go use the bathroom. Okay, you excuse yourself to go use the restroom. Um, they nod at you and kind of understand or whatever, and you head out of the room. As you head out of the room, you pass by Bruiser, who's sitting at a table near the back. Uh, Bruiser, you are sitting there uh, with five or six other random private security goons. One of them looks over at you and goes, some speech, huh? I know. Uh, I don't think I've ever met Vexar before. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, he doesn't get out of stainless very often. It was kind of a surprise to see him out here, but, you know, someone's got to give out the employee awards. What, are, you, are you hoping for an award? Oh, I'm hoping for an award. I think I am lined up for most valuable team player this year. I'm telling you. Mm. What'd you do? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That's why I asked. Played well with the team, you know. Uh, 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 like, were, were you involved with the, the Umbral Sea incident? Uh yeah, I was out at the Umbral Sea. Not to I I don't like to brag about it or whatever, but you know I was like right on the front lines. Oh man, that, yeah. What happened? Well, there was there was, you know they they kind of popped out from wherever with the dragon and the dragon ripped like the steel doors off and everything and you know I shot one of them. It was pretty cool. Just saying, oh, nice. Like you know, uh, that is a team player. It is. Yes, you know I was playing with the team to you know to shoot them and stuff, and then and then afterwards they like. You know, one of them kind of uh, grabbed a bow, but it caught fire right away, which was pretty creepy. And they kind of like threw that. And then one of my guys actually got knocked into the water. And so I jumped in to save him, which is where I'm really feeling like, you know, oh, that was uh-huh. a team player move right there. So, you know, doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. What about you? You expecting to win anything this year? Uh, probably not. I never win anything. Uh, just mediocre. Just, yeah. Despite my. Uh my time worked here and everything, you know, hard work. Well, Hey, maybe you can, uh, earn some accolades for yourself in the North or the East. Where'd you get assigned? Uh, I'm going to the East. How about you going to the East? I'm headed North. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, there's going to be plenty of stuff to reclaim, you know, like we're, you know, I mean, obviously we're like reclaiming artifacts and stuff, but like maybe if you're the one to find some artifacts or whatever, you know, maybe that would, maybe that would help you. 
Do you know what kind of artifacts you're looking for? Uh, no, I mean, I we're just, you know, all of them, I guess. Um, yeah. Probably the Division Chiefs have some kind of list or, you know, whatever. All but, you know, they just told us to take whatever <laughs> we come across as we're, as we're going through. I mean, you know, every holy yeah. site in the country has got to have a lot of, a lot of stuff available for us to find yeah, that's probably worth some good money, so... Like, like I'm a new hire, so um, like, what what are the different awards that I could try and get? Well, I don't know all of them, but you know, the employee awards are supposed to be given out in like five minutes, so I'm sure Vexar will be back really soon to to share them with all of us. But I know <laughs> from last year, I remember there's a most loyal, a most valuable team player, most creative use of uh, ciphers in battle. There's a best demon slayer. Uh, I think there's someone one for innovative battle strategies. Anyway, there's a bunch of cool ones, um, but you know, it's it's really, I mean, I hear that it's a little political. You got to kind of know the right people, whatever. But I'm telling you, I think I, I showed up, you know, with the Umbral Sea. And maybe I can get in there even though I maybe don't know the right people. You know, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's possible. It's about having the right division, Chief. Ooh, maybe that's true. Maybe maybe this guy in the north will be will be a good fit for me. I don't know. Do you like your current division, Chief? I mean, he's fine. Like, Central isn't like all the other places. Mostly it's just, you know pushing papers, making sure orders get out where they need to go and making sure the vaults are secure and they don't use us on the vaults anymore. They've got some other crew. So, you know, mostly we just chill. I heard they, they were hired working with the red cloaks. You heard, I, I don't know about all that. The red cloaks are pretty notorious. I, I don't know that they'd want to work with those, but I mean, I guess I could see like, that's, you know, maybe if they're playing chess or whatever, because there's, we've been having trouble with the black fang lately, uh, down in the, uh, down down in the sewers and stuff under the city maybe they're working with the red cloaks to try and flush them out certainly nobody fights like the red cloaks do mm, i haven't interacted with them i've just heard very uh not good things mm, gotcha yep well, i don't have to deal the situation. with situation yeah i hope so for you well you won't have to you're going east they're in yeah, stainless yeah. you got you got nothing to worry about yeah. uh, we're gonna cut from this conversation to vexar fox who has just left the room where are you going and what you doing um, going to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, my private bathroom. Ah, you're going down to your room, is what yeah. you're saying. Uh, yeah. you're on your way down to your room. Um, when someone actually pops out of the the dining room and and sort of interrupts you a little bit. Uh, one of the sort of event staff from private security goons. So an underling who's in charge of putting the event together comes up and grabs you by the arm and goes, "Don't forget, sir. We've got to give out the uh, uh the employee awards." Uh, you're due back on stage in a couple minutes. It was just time for you to get some water and, you know, clear your throat. Um, if I remember correctly, I'm supposed to be having a conversation right now with some others, and the awards can wait after that conversation. Oh, is that is that so? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I think I must have something wrong on my itinerary. My apologies. I will. Uh, I'll I'll wait uh, for you. DM. Yeah. It was. Uh, the 7 p.m. speech and then 7.30 private talk, right? That was his uh, dinner with the the division chiefs behind the sound barrier in the right. cafeteria or in the dining room. I haven't done that yet, right? Right, you haven't done that. Okay. I'm just making Yeah, but that sure. was in the dining room. Yeah, that was in the dining room, though. <clears throat> um, you've just right. left. You're right. I said five instead of fifteen, which is my bad. Um, but in at seven forty-five, you're supposed to be giving right, employee right, awards right. on stage. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna head down very quickly then. Okay. Uh, you uh, move with haste down to uh, your room. What are you trying on, to do there? On the way, I am gonna flip through his small skin notebook that he had on his person that I took. 
Okay. Uh, and see if I had any notes about what I was going to talk about with these other people. Uh, sure. So it definitely has like all the employee awards are in there. There's like 20 of them. Um, just like generic awards that have to be given out. Um, right. but you also have, um, notes on what to say to your division commanders to prepare them for their conquests in central, uh, or in Northern central and Eastern Urida. Um, their objectives are holy places and religious artifacts. Um, and particularly like consecrated sites need to be destroyed and the artifacts need to be collected and sent back to the vaults. Like that it's just written the vaults. Um, it doesn't say where those are or anything like that via Dragonel. Um, and it also, he's made a note for himself to obfuscate the, the goal to the division commanders because there are secretaries who have been planted with them by the order of the broken scepter who actually know what to look for in the artifacts but he did not write what they're actually looking for. He just made a note to himself, like, you know, there are people there who know what to look for, so I can obfuscate and just tell them to collect everything. Okay. Um, and uh, so that's his conversation with the division chiefs. I'm going to roll a tension die uh, for the passage of time. Uh, no complications. And then the other thing that you find in there is, let's see here. Um Vexar is planning to, you also see just like a note to himself that when he gets back to stainless, the first thing he's planning to do is interrogate Rex and Sasha and then kill them um, to figure out what, what they were trying, like why they were trying to send a message about the vaults to four guys, ventures and vibes and um, to, to try and like determine if they told anybody else about the vaults. Okay. Um, so, there's still more in the book cause there's stuff about his meeting later at 10. But at this point, um, you've reached like Vexar's private room again. Right. Uh, I'm just double checking how things are going in here. You can pr- probably they're just progressing. Okay. Uh, in that case I will head back up. Okay. Uh, um, you, and keep going through. Yep. You head back upstairs and make it to dinner, you know, only five, five or six minutes late fashionably late as though you went to use the restroom or freshen up or something like that. Um, you sit down with the division chiefs. Oh, not, not at all. Not at all. That was quite some speech, sir. And you sit down at the table with them. Um, well, we've made a lot of progress and you know, I want to make sure everybody recognizes that. Of course, of course. Yes. We've made tons of progress, uh, under your valiant leadership, of course. Yes. Yes. Now we all know why I brought you here, right? Well, of course, you're going to tell us what we're really doing in the north and the east, right? <clears throat> yes. Your orders. I'm going to keep this nice, short, and to the point. Yeah. Are to protect every single consecrated holy site you come across. Catalog, but do not remove any artifacts. We have those amongst our mists who may want to do so. Do your best to work with them, but against them. Understood? We've yes, had some crystal clear. Developments, and we're working to see what will happen with that. In the meantime, we're playing as intended. But for now, we play it safe. Understood. Uh, and what of the Shadow Warriors? My understanding is they don't really report to us. They're going to be a problem. 
I won't lie. With a lot of the news I've just gathered, things are going to look a little interesting this year. At that moment, um, someone comes around the corner and says, uh, Sir, uh, when you're ready, it's time for the awards. Yes. Sorry, gentlemen. Of um, course, of course. I would say follow your orders as as dictated. And uh, I'll, I will give you updated orders shortly. Great. And uh, I head out to... Um, Go give the awards out. You stand up on stage. I did actually have the 20 awards prepared, but in the interest of time, we're going to skip past these. Um, but you you hand out 20 uh, Employee of the Year awards. Bruiser, the guy next to you, gets Most Valuable Team Player. Um, <laughs> his his name is Drog the Devastator, um, is is the Most Valuable Team Player of the of the Private Security Goons for the year. So he runs up to get his his award. It's a little bonus of you know a little purse of Wingle digits and a fancy plaque that he can display somewhere and a medal. Um, and that's that piece of the evening done. Um, upon finishing this, the group is dispersed. the The room obviously is getting flipped by catering to now um, house just one division, and then the ice room has been prepared and has some entertainment and, and desserts in it and things. Um, and at the same time, um, Vexar, you are ready to leave for your private meeting that you see in your uh, in your little moleskin notebook. Uh, with the Order of the Broken Scepter. And on that note, unfortunately, due to the limitations of time, tonight's heist has to come to a close. So we're going to have to part two this adventure um, next week uh, and and go from there. Um, see, all according to plan. There is a chance. So here's what I'm, what I'm wondering, and I'll let you decide as the players. Um, there's not very much left in this evening. There's a meeting between Vexar and the private security goons, and then there's a very special life event of his at the end of the night. Um, <laughs> and the, um, and that's that's it. So I kind of don't want you to have to like, it would mean that next week you only got those two things because we wouldn't have the next heist planned. Um, but if we keep going, like we will run late and specifically Clara will need to go and I will have to take over her gameplay because she has work in the morning. Um, what do you want to do as a group? I think a part two isn't a bad idea. I could I do think... 30 more minutes. Here's okay. the other thing that I'll think about that I would say too, Josh, we don't have to record the interrogation separate. If we want to play it out next week, that's to true. More content, I think that'd be fun and fine. Okay. Um, Clara also did just say she has thirty more minutes. So if you've got thirty minutes, we could we could probably get through a good amount of this or all of it. Is the I've got time. I can save for thirty minutes. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Um, So we follow. Yep. We follow. Do it live. Uh, We follow. We follow Vexar uh, to his private meeting. Uh, It's it's on a uh, floor minus two in one of the smaller conference rooms for normal two leg folk uh the the average uh humanoid creatures and you walk into the room and everyone else in the room is robed and hooded and they have cowls over their faces like chainmail cowls covering their faces so that you can tell zero details about them 
Um, in fact, from your practiced eye as a rogue, you can identify that they've even padded the outfits to change the body types. So um, they're they're sitting there around the table. The room is dim. There is a single candle lit in the center. And as you walk in and sit down, a voice growls out to you, Report! They're using some kind of voice changer or modulator or something like that to affect their voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the orders it, have been given. I was just about to say, um, also, if you flip open his Moleskin book, I, he does have what he's supposed to report to them. Oh, okay. Um, so... What was I supposed to report? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm working on sending that to you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a side note while you do that, Josh, yeah. I rolled 17 to perception just as Clara has come back in the room for speeches. Um, so she got to see the awards presentations. Yeah. Um, just in case she picks up on anything weird. Okay. She does not pick up on anything weird at the moment. Nice. Um, let's do it like this. I, <laughs> you know, it's not what I think it is. What do you mean? Uh, we have there's some theories floating around in oh, okay. the chat about what the the finale of this event will be. Um, so there, I've just DM'd you um Vexar's notes that he's made for himself, um, and they are exactly as he's written them in his book. Mm-mm. First point, the ones that we have are safe in the vaults, but the final piece is still out there somewhere. Why hasn't it been found yet? Well, on to my second point. Our division commanders have begun searching for the remaining piece within the week, though, of course, the real mission has been obfuscated behind orders to destroy holy sites and reclaim all artifacts they find. We find that this is would do well and cast a wide net. We're sure to find it. Thirdly, each division commander has a secretary who knows the real vision and is loyal to the order. And of course, as for the two rods in Gaim, there are crews assigned to that job. Also, an ambush has been laid that four guys, ventures, and fives won't be able to resist. Oh, did I say four guys? Make that two. We've eliminated two of them already. This is good work. Very good. The order reports that they've been unable to extract power out of the rods so far, but their best artificers are working on it. it. Hasn't been easy with them being constantly moved between vaults. Movement between the vaults is a necessity. Leaving them in one place makes them vulnerable. If you say so. Very good. Have some dessert. And the four figures stand up and walk out as one creepy flowing crowd from the room, leaving you sitting there. Um, As they leave, you get this like sense of cold and weird and intimidating from them. Like just they're, they're real spooky. Not enough to like make you afraid, but enough to like this is something something is off about these creatures, you know. These seem like these might be shadow warriors, <laughs> if I were to ever hazard a guess. <laughs> um All right. and then from there, what will you do? Um 
I, I'm going to quickly just do a perception check. Does it look like there's anything in this room that I was meant to do? Uh, like, there... No. Okay, then I will uh, proceed to leave the room unless there's like anything shiny sticking out. <laughs> um, Sticking out of where? I don't yeah. know. Do I see no. any glints? There's, there's nothing shiny sticking out. There are okay. some good desserts. Oh, I'll have a... I'll grab a few desserts. I won't eat them, though. Okay. Here, have some cake. <laughs> um, and I'll actually bring it back down to my office. Okay, yeah. So you take it back down to your room. Uh, you open the door and step inside. Gunner, uh, you have had, at this point, like 35 or 40 minutes with Vexar, and he has told you nothing. He rolled a 23 on his save to oppose oh, your, your and I got a dirty 20. 20. Yeah. It's actually been two hours at um, this point. You're right. It's been two hours, and he has completely resisted. Um, you tell me, is he bloodied and beaten, or has it been mostly an intimidation kind of conversation for you? It has been mostly an intimidation kind of conversation. So he's in if relatively he, good shape. He's in relatively good shape. He's got a couple broken fingers. Okay. Uh, uh, FP wants to say something. Yes, FP. And I, like, since two hours have gone by, can FP reconvene with the team? having like checked in um, through our earpieces. They can bear in mind that um, if two hours have gone by, that means three hours in total have gone by, which is the length of your communicators effectiveness. So after this scene, basically, or, or when Fox moves on to whatever's next or whatever, like the, the comms are going to fizzle out. Um, But yes, right now you can totally do that. Uh, Sometime during that two hours, you can reconvene with the team. Okay. So I'm in the room. Oh, you're also downstairs. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, like, I would like to reconvene with Bruiser. Them what about you? Are you also going downstairs, or are you doing something uh, else? If it's possible for him to without being seen, but if it's not, then he won't. No, he could totally slip away. Okay, then yeah, he will. Great. Um, so you are all downstairs now uh, in this room, and Vexar has not broken or cracked or snapped or anything like that. He looks up at um, at Gunner, and he says, "You're going to regret this." Well, boss, I'm not sure if we're going to get anything out of him anymore. Uh, other Vex. I may have in. something. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, I almost went have... to Alan's voice. Sorry. <laughs> what you got, FB? Um, we can dig into his thoughts, and FP pulls out this little spherical uh, cipher, and he clicks a button, and it kind of springs out into these these needles, almost like one of those head scratchers. Um, we can dive into his thoughts. Now, hold on there, FP. Uh, before we do that, I'm, uh, feel like I've been a terrible host. Um. I don't know. I feel like we should have just done that before. I'm not sure why we didn't just, like, <laughs> give that to me and let me do it or just have FP do it since he obviously knows how it works. I, I... Hold, hold off now. I have. <laughs> Bruiser brought... is canonically eating cake. He brought his dessert with him. I have brought dessert for those who don't have it, including, and I bring out an extra piece, one for our esteemed guest here. Uh, and because he's tied up, I'm going to fork off a bit for him here. Would you, Vexar, would you, would you like a piece spoon fed from Vexar? As I still look like him. He opens his mouth like he's going to take it, and then he spits on you instead. Hmm. And that's quite unfortunate. Uh, I thought you might enjoy, you know, the desserts. 
catering staff worked really hard on this and instead I take a bite of it and wipe the spit away. Well, um if he's not gonna eat it, I'll take this piece. I just hand it back to Bruiser. <laughs> um Vexar, now you have a very interesting um Yeah, you, you have a lot of interesting plans for your company, I see. Um don't worry, I've haven't ruined anything for you. Um I did things just about as you would have. At least I assumed. Um you know, met with the shadow warriors and told your generals your orders as you so digitally wrote down in uh, your notebook here. But uh you're not you're not really a lot of help to us right now. Um and I I've heard that thing can be really scarring, really life changing. So I was really hoping we could still work this out. You know, it wasn't meant to be like this. Um But you know, if there's anything you would like to offer because I, I honestly, like I said, gonna make a dexterity it. save. Make a dexterity save. I roll a seven. <laughs> you said gunner, right? Yeah, gunner, make a dexterity save. The number to beat's a twenty-four. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I. Oof. All right. Oh, I keep rolling it off my mouse pad. Okay. Oh God. Oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> I can't roll tonight. Nine. I'm okay. gonna switch dice after this. After this adventure, I'm dice gonna do my, uh, my other set. He Sorry. he looks right into your eyes, Fox, and he says, "Then it's a good thing I won't have to worry about it." And he brings up his hands, which he has slipped free, and brings them together, activating the cipher of Dimension Door in his cufflinks. He vanishes from the room. Well, I'd say it's time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you look down at his little moleskin notebook in your hand and you know that all that is left in his evening is for him to propose to his fiance um, which he was or to his his significant other which he was going to do at one in the morning once the party had like died down well there's only one way to fuck with this man I would like to use in oceans (laughs) we're using in oceans I'm going to switch dice sets now. <laughs> we come back into the room where Gunner is, is punching Vexar up and FP enters the room. Um, oh dear, it seems you are beating him silly. Is he giving you information? Well, he's trying to get information out of him. He's not being very receptive and generally I don't resort to this. He kind of like has his, his fist up but seems like it's kind of what we have to do right now. What do you thought? I understand. Sometimes you need to shove a saber through somebody's ribcage and up out through their collar. That's it actually happens. quite quite true, quite accurate, yeah. And as FP kind of circles around intimidatingly and talking with him, he takes the tracking beacon that he's been Ooh. hanging on to these past two sessions and plants it onto Vexar. Love it. 
yeah, absolutely. Let's have a slate of hand check to determine whether Vexar notices or not. He's tied up at this point. He can't stop you. But um, for him to notice whether you're just like roughing him up, like pat him on the shoulder or whether you're planting something. 17. 17. You feel like he did not notice. Obviously, you can't be totally sure because he's not talking. But you're pretty confident you pulled this thing off. Well, let me know if you need me to shove a saber up through his ribcage. Will do. And so we return to the present where Uh. he has left, but your little beacon is in place. Where is he? Uh, The beacon works like... In what direction and how... Yeah, the beacon works like locate object. So mm-hmm. it tells exactly what you just asked. It tells you what direction yep. and how far he is up from you. And he's not a super di- far distance away. He's towards the fire room, that conference room where, where dinner was. Um, he's gone in that direction. Well, he's in the direction of the fire room. I can track his location. Do we stop him or do we leave? I, I say well, time be, uh, you can't be seen by anyone, especially Clara. We should stop him. I will stop him. I can, unless you guys have any other opinions. I could blow he it up. He has seen our faces, though. Clara, you see Vexar appear in the fire room, um, and he looks distraught. Uh, not like afraid, but like upset, like angry. Mm. Um and he hustles over to his division chiefs and says something, and you kind of weasel your way over that way with a catering cart or something. And by the end of it, you can hear, "We need to like get, uh, you know, get get her to safety." And then I'm gonna go and find the the pastry people who are supposed to be getting here at midnight. It's not too too long from now, just a few minutes. I'll try and meet them outside instead of the catering company, um, and just pick it up and I'll go and we'll we'll meet some other place at like a more secure location, something like that. I would like to spend an ocean. Yeah, you. So, Clara already knows. She's she spent a long time figuring out what's going on here. Um, the proposal is everything. She knows every minute of what's supposed to happen. But in the event that he is trying to clear out to somewhere safer, she has a suggestion. There is a nearby park. She has gone. She has checked things out. There's no reason for it to have any... It's it's cute. You know, there's the cobblestones. There's the nice little carry, ca- carriages. You know, the carriage ride. It's romantic. It's, there's the lights in it. But there's no reason for it to be a target. It's not on his agenda. It's not on his itinerary. Mm-hmm. She has gone and set up a beautiful display of flowers there. It's, it's, it's crosses all these streets. There's a path of, of roses. And in the event that he has got to leave this location and is concerned for his and his fiance's future fiance's <laughs> safety, she has this other area planned out. She's just got to convince him. Okay. Uh, let's have a persuasion check. And since this is a flashback, what you're really doing is you're convincing his event planners to have this in their back pocket for if he freaks out and needs to go somewhere. But remember, you cannot put it on any documentation. This has got to be this has got to be <laughs> completely secret. He doesn't even need to know about it until it's happening because 
Otherwise, it could leak. We need this to be a secret backup plan. Great. You know? Only I know. I didn't even tell my staff. I set up every... I'll set up everything myself. Cool. Let's have your per- persuasion. They rolled in that one. <laughs> hey, well, I got a six on the die and a good personality. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody add that to the quote, but um, I've got a six on the die and a good personality. Yeah, easy peasy. And so as, they, um, as they're talking and having their moment, Clara, you see the event planner you spoke with sweep into the group and say, not to worry, I've got something. We're going to preserve this whole evening for you, Vexar. Trust me, the catering team worked the whole thing out for us. I will let them know, and Clara will go and see herself to uh, the arrival of your your special ordered pastry, and she will meet you at the new location. We've got this all under control. Uh, FP's got a hand up. I would like to use the notions. (laughs) (laughs) So, Bruiser and FP are sitting in the back of uh, uh, of the cypher truck en route to here and we're we're going over all of our gear uh ferdinand i am looking for a a cypher device that will allow me to make a small spider-like construct uh, that can act as my familiar is that something that you can provide i could look into it uh you might also want to follow up with randy from r&d Perfect. And with that, uh, he receives his cipher of find familiar um, and casts it in the cipher truck before they arrive on site, creating this little mechanical spider that crawls down behind one of his shin plates. Okay. Are you just incepting the other, the spider from before into the plot? Uh Uh-huh. Um, okay, um, the, and then, the cipher, you can find the cipher, okay, but it does cost 150 Wingle digits. Well, that um, is, that's one of the ciphers that I brought with me. Oh, I just okay, wanted to incept the, the activating of it prior Great. to it, just so that everybody knows what it is. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but then when, when all of this is going on and FP uh, says, I know where they are, they're in the red, or they're, they're in the fire room, um, his eyes go black. And we see the, the little spider that crawled off of his leg, crawling through the ventilation system and peeking out through the vents uh, and listening in on Clara and this conversation that just had FP can shut off his eyes and ears and look and see through the spider. Awesome. As a reminder, they did not specify the location. They just said they have one and they will they will take him there. Okay. Uh, Josh. Yes. Since Bruiser's contact was either the event planner or someone close to the event planner, is this information he would be privy to? No, Bruiser's contact was the event planner of the Charleston Lodge. Clara's uh, contact is one of the event like, managers from private security goons. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Woo. Um, any, any more flashbacks? Want to throw them all in there? <laughs> no? All right. I'm literally out of mind, so... Um, so donate my oceans to people (laughs) clara you um you on on your 
now sort of quest, you are escorted and protected by two private security goons and one of your other caterers who like one of your caterers Mm -hmm. who you hired for the night. Um, and you go out to basically intercept the, the pastry package at the same time, Vexar escorted by a little fleet of caterers who know where to go. Um, and his event staff and a couple private security goons as protection is, um, taken out of the facility Four guys. Can my spider tail them? Uh, he can as long as they're walking, but if they move in any faster way, like with a cart or something like that, your spider, well, it might be able to sneak on there. How about, yeah, I was trying to think if, if the spider could like sneak onto somebody and just kind of ride along. How about the spider makes a dexterity check to see if it can like basically hitch a ride somehow. And we won't care how we'll just say that the spider figures it out. Can we make a stealth check? Uh, the if if it gets on there, it can make a stealth check to hide. Okay, that's a twenty unnatural. Oh yeah, twenty is enough on. to like hop onto the wheel of a cart or something like that. Go ahead and roll stealth. Natural twenty. Natural so twenty four. Yeah, your spider is with them for the whole journey. You don't need to roll any more checks for it. Um, the the spider is on the cart or whatever and is is going with them. Are you able to find the spider, or do you have to look through its eyes and like kind of guess where it is based on that? I all I can do is see through its senses. Okay, but um, I know where Vexar is because of the beacon. Ah, that's right. Um, does that beacon have a range? Probably. Locate object. Probably. Let's see. Um, it's got probably got a D and D range feet. and then a Josh range. Yeah, so it's got a thousand feet of you. Um, okay. I, I'll just go with the thousand feet. Um, so I'm gonna roll <laughs> attention die. Um, as as they leave here, and well, we're gonna um, see what happens. All by right. the way, the Josh range is always the more fun range. Oh, okay, thanks. Um, I think uh, I we think we're gonna to go to the car. Yeah, we might have to get to the cart, boys. Uh, okay. So you rush to the cart to try and give chase. I'm rolling another tension die to see if you get there in time, and you do. Uh, you get to the, your cart before he has passed out of a thousand feet, and so he's still in range, and you are able to uh, pursue him. At the same time, Clara, you and your crew uh, have intercepted the the sort of pastry handoff, if you will. Um, you are presented with the the um, the the box they handed off to you, and they say, "All right, now remember, this is from." The Wine and Spirit Society oh, I needs know. to be okay. We'll just need to make sure that he knows this is the same thing. We need to keep it chilled. Can you keep it chilled for me? I am. Yep. I'm gonna get it right here. I've got I've got a mobile refrigerator unit right here. We're gonna keep it cold. I'm gonna check it for blemishes. We are gonna make this thing perfect. He's gonna feel like he never had his fingers broken this evening. <laughs> uh, roll uh, deception with advantage because it's just a teeny little lie in there that says you're going to try and check it for blemishes and make sure I it's I was going to check it for blemishes. I don't know. <laughs> you're replacing it. <laughs> Anything I didn't make has a blemish. Um, <laughs> did you say deception? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny of you. Um, 31. Holy crap. Well, his nine's not going to do it. He goes, great, great. Thank you so much for doing this. I got it. You are a hero, a pastry lord. Now go forth and conquer. All right. I'm, I'm just going to actually go home. Yeah. yeah you just, it's a long yeah. car ride. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Have a good night, honey. He turns around and 
rides off in his cart. I need one more check from Clara. I need a sleight of hand check to make the swap without her escort noticing. Oh, good point. Because I'm not just with my people, right? Right. You've got. I an thought I had. I thought you. I had a, a cart that I could get. Like like they have a cipher truck. I thought I had a truck that I could get you in. You do have a truck you can get in. Let's make it with advantage because you can you can do it from inside your okay. truck. That's and this a great is sleight point. of hand. Yes, your little mobile refrigerator cart. Twenty-four. The number to beat was a twenty-two. Oh. Make the swap even under the eagle-eyed gaze of the alerted kick swap. Uh, <laughs> the alerted private security goons, and you begin heading off towards the site of the proposal. At the same time, uh, two different cipher trucks are uh, <laughs> heading down the, the way, if you will. Um, and you have to stay within a thousand feet of them. So I'd like you to roll a stealth with disadvantage to keep the truck hidden. But actually, Bruiser, you roll it and just roll it normally because you're the driver. Yeah. And that's your um, thing. Are are we driving anywhere close to this I don't know, hypothetical refrigeration truck? No, you would be coming from opposite directions. Okay. Okay. We weren't just, sure if uh, if FP's bot could hear that exchange with Clara or not. I don't think so, right? No. Because they're separate, yeah. Yeah, they're in two separate places. Um, right, because FP's bot is with Vexar, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything going on in stealth? Vexar's car? Uh, my stealth is... Uh, 19. Great. Uh, you are driving as stealthily as you feel comfortable doing um, and keeping pace with the car. It does eventually line up at this like gorgeous spot that someone has like set up for a proposal. Um, as, as it sort of pulls up and arrives, another cart pulls up from the other side and someone uh, escorts a frankly kind of horrifying looking uh, hag out of the cart uh, she's wearing like her best dress or whatever, but she's like like a Feywild hag, like the creature, the hag with the long <laughs> stringy hair and the sallow skin and the eyes that are the two what? different colors. And she's like kind of bent over at the waist and has a little walking stick. And the half orc Vexar in his best like get up, you know, gets wow. out of his his cart and walks towards her. And it's Impeccable this bed take. of roses, this field of roses that's been laid over the paths. And just as they arrive next to each other, a little refrigerator truck kind of quietly pulls up and parks off to the side. And you can see that Clara Albuquerque is holding that box fox that she was looking at earlier in the day. She's holding yeah. it and like waiting for the moment. And Vexar gets down on one knee and I'm going to roll. Uh, the DC is just a straight 10 and it's just a roll. Let's see how the hag does. The hag rolled a four. Uh, so he gets down on one knee. You can't hear exactly what's exchanged, but they look a little uneasy next to each other. Um, and like maybe it didn't quite go exactly how it was planned, but they're trying to play it off like it's cool. Vexar turns and he like waves over Clara with the with the dessert thing. And like, hey, look, I got you this dessert. And, and Clara comes over. Hello, hello. Just something sweet for someone sweet. Have a wonderful evening, you two. Thanks very much. Uh, but we're, we will we will enjoy this because we are totally engaged, says the woman. Uh, oh, this is great. This is going to be oh such a gosh. good celebration. Thank You're you. You're looking for a bridesmaid. Look no further. 
I'm <laughs> kidding, honey. Have a wonderful evening. And she's going to try to exit very, like, you know, casually and gently, but she is, like, practically vibrating with joy. Okay. Uh, Clara makes her exit, and the the crew, you can see her exit from wherever Bruiser has stealthily parked you. Um, and uh, are you doing anything, uh, crew? What What's happening? Oh, Wash suggested something funny, but I don't have any more oceans. Uh, no. Are you going to try and blow up the car? <laughs> blow up the cake. Put, a, put an explosive in it. the cake. Um, but no, I don't have any oceans left. Okay. Uh, so what are what are you doing next, crew? Are you just driving off into uh, the night? Are you going to... I suggest we just kind of watch. Yeah, I want to observe, observe yeah. what's happening. We can hear it. Uh, I'm not going to role play it. it myself, um, but they have, it, yeah. they have a little bit of an awkward conversation with each other where they talk about how like, this doesn't have to be like the end of the relationship, but like, maybe they just weren't ready for like that next step yet. And maybe Vexar misread some signs and like, maybe it was a little uncomfortable. Um, but also like, dang, this is a good pastry. Um, but it doesn't, Vexar thinks it doesn't taste quite like the one from stainless that he remembers. He's like, you know, maybe they changed their recipe or something. This doesn't quite taste like what I, what I thought I was ordering for us. And maybe if I had ordered the right thing, maybe you'd have said yes or whatever, you know, something like that. He's like kind of beating himself up about it. He shows her the ring. The ring's really nice. She's like, oh, well, maybe I should say yes. You know, it's like this big, fancy, expensive ring that was, that was in his safe. Um, but they just have kind of this awkward That's conversation. It. No, no poison. No, no double cross. No poison. No, no double nothing. cross. No anything, as far as you can tell. Oh, um, as far as we can tell. Yeah, uh, nothing bad seems to happen to them. Let's put it that way. Um, and <laughs> I'm uh, gonna, yes, I'm going to suggest we. All right, I'm like, I think we need to. We need to have a talk with Clara before she gets back to the venue. All right. Uh, Bruiser will stealthily sneak the car to not give away the presents to intercept should, uh, the, the fridge car. Okay. I think we should leave somebody behind to keep an eye on these two or I think I think the sooner we get out of here the better. It's okay. just it, let's just check up with Clara and then move uh, stealth this. check from Bruiser to um leave without being noticed, basically. Uh seven uh yeah, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Great. So you drive away, and then once you're out of like notice ability, I, I was going to say earshot, but that's also eye shot. Whatever. Once you're undetectable, you like step on it, and you catch up to Clara's little um, refrigerated cart thing. Clara, you predictably uh, see the four guys crew arrive next to you, uh, and they kind of pull up next to you, and <clears throat> one of them. We 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 woo. Um, are my security like our security goons still with me, or are they like, oh, it's good now because we don't the care about you? The security goons stayed with Vexar. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so it's they just stayed me to like protect and him and his fiance. So it's you and two catering? of your caterers, okay. I think, or three, right. something like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, shape shift to uh, look like some sort of just generic, um, g- generic man with short hair and like with a little cap. Uh, excuse, excuse me, Miss. We're gonna need you to uh, pull over and show some identification. Uh, Clara, uh, as a reminder, this particular cipher truck was once held hostage outside your bakery. 
So oh. no matter what he looks like, you know the car. There's a. It also a, says a four guys and. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it says four guys and on this. We, we have a fox out on the loose, and uh, we weren't sure if you knew anything about this fox. Oh my goodness! <laughs> You're like that stain. I can't get out of my apron. <laughs> like um, if you, you would have like gunner over here. Are you like, are you, you know, there was one proposal over there. Are you trying to strike up another? Like, do you just can't get enough of me? I can't understand. I, I did tell you, I told you straight though. Yeah. I, I, I told you straight. If you mess this up for me, we were going to have a problem. But you know what? Despite all your tomfoolery and nimrodery, <laughs> we got through it. It's 2 a.m. I am in the home free. We uh, made well, it through um, the event. That's now, actually why, now, uh, like maybe we can, we can, we can talk talk business. If you've got any, any, if you've got any proposals for me, any kind of proposals, really. I actually, I, I, I do have some proposals on 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 conversations we can have, uh, perhaps at a more private setting as we're driving down the, the road. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you don't yelling like to, to each other through the windows of I... your vehicle. <laughs> You don't like a nice 1 a.m. drive? I think it's lovely out. You can, can smell the roses. It's pretty secluded. FP is taking notes like crazy. There's <laughs> a lot of interaction <laughs> um, going on. Gunner so, has his uh, uh, has his hat like over his eyes. He's like so, falling asleep in the back. Mm. He's just ready to go. I see mm. that that uh that your plan um went off without a hitch. You know that that was quite the uh. It was the best catering gig I ever done did. I never um, knew caterers were so good with, hey boys. with their hands. Of course we are. <laughs> hey boys, I'm talking to the the catering staff that are that are in the car. Yes, with me. chef. I gotta talk to these Nimrods for a few minutes. I it's such a nice night. I'm gonna walk back. Would you mind taking the cart back and getting it cleaned out for me? Back. Of course, chef. And they thanks, babe. You hop out and they drive off without you. Mm. All right, you got five minutes. <laughs> what All can right. I do you for? I'm gonna shape shift back into my normal fox persona. All right, I'm in. I'm getting in their cipher truck because I don't want to be seen with them outside of it. Okay. Also, are you keeping your pastry with you or sending it back with the the caterers? Oh, I didn't think of that. Um. Okay. These are the caterers that like. These are the people you hired, not like the normal catering staff. Right. They're going to... Okay. Yep. I've told them to go put it in the fridge. They'll be okay, fine. Okay, great. Okay. Yep. So... Um, yeah, go ahead, honey. You want to tell me what that was about? Well, what was about? I'm a caterer. I brought them a cake. Didn't it look delicious? Yeah, it looked so delicious. You could just um, taste it in the air. I think I it really s- made the night special for them. I could say it looked... Uh, you know, the second you laid hands on it, it just... It just tasted different, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Have you figured out what I was going going down for? Have you figured out what my whole big scheme was? Because your big Fox scheme was wings. clearly to get there and just blow That's up he does not everything. Have wings. Oh, well, hey, hey, hey. But he hears know. things. I, I will say... Uh, People without things can hear you know, things, too. This, this I, I little Android curious. guy, he, he's, he's learning. He's doing a good job. <laughs> I was curious on uh, on why. I mean, I, I could tell what you did, but not with what. And I and I, I didn't think that might be 
It might be important to what we're doing. (laughs) I think you're dead wrong. Oh, my goodness. Honey, if this had been important for what was going on with you and with Jeb, don't you think I might have talked to you about it? I'd... Maybe if I was if if this had anything to do with you, maybe I would have brought you in on the deal. But no, this is just about me and my business. Why? Why'd you? Why'd you switch it? Cards on the table. Cards on the table. I'll tell you what you want to know. I don't. I don't know that you got anything I need to know. Oh well. (sighs) But I'm just. I am glowing with my victory. And I'm confident that if you tell anyone, I will destroy you. <laughs> I, uh, you hear that, everybody? Ears on. Yeah, we keep our mouths shut. <laughs> Unlike you, ratting us out. I. I don't lie. You. You totally lie. You can hear Gunner <laughs> snoring in the back. <laughs> he he lies down. Yeah, it's it's been a long night. Yeah, he lies so, down. So I've been in the small, small bakery business for a long time. I've been trying to bust my way through that glass ceiling for like a decade now. And you know what really burns my pie is there is somebody else on my block who is doing the same doggone thing. And they go and they listen to him. And I think, you know, I think it's because you don't trust a skinny chef i work out that's all there is to it i eat good food i just also take care of myself and this guy ardo i call him lardo because like come on he's huge they go there because they think that eating's gonna be better because he's bigger but no i'm just petite like you can't you can't hate on a girl for her metabolism all i'm saying but in order to take this thing global to get out of just being the small town baker, I I've got to I've I've got to step it up. I've got to go global. I've got to get to some of these other areas, and to do that, I have to make the best pastries ever. Did and there is this sabotage? cake. There is this cake that I've been hearing about for years, and I've tried to make it. And you know what? I'm amazing, and I would get there eventually. But this was a shortcut. So in my back pocket. I've got this thing now. I, he's got a, a very expensive and beautiful cake as a counterfeit. I did an amazing job. But taking this home with me, I'm going to go reverse engineer this, and I'm going to get to the bottom of what they're doing in stainless to make their food. <laughs> and I'm going to get there. I'm going to have a branch in every, like, we're covering Urida. We're, we're going to be on every street corner. Ow. Um... Any questions? I am taking it back. Have you considered expanding into beans? (laughs) You know, we do a lot of like meat pies, but I usually don't do as much of the like, what what would you call that? That's like the, that's like the, the shepherd's pie, right? The shepherd's pie, you know, because I guess sheep like beans. I don't know. I don't know. I've I've tried it once or twice. I would like to use an ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) oh no i know what you're gonna use an ocean for before we leave (laughs) gaim wait what 
FP brings a little refrigerated box that he carries around to sell his magic bean burritos. And he takes stock of 12 different magic bean burritos of different varieties and materials and has stashed them in this cypher truck. Uh, um... I don't know. Just spend an ocean. You don't need to roll a skill check. <laughs> He's got the skills for this. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, now these would are you the like best. to try one of our burritos? These are the they best. They are quite delicious. Town. You know what? We I... are also trying to glo- go global. I don't know what you're trying to do, but there was water. There was <laughs> there was air ducts. There was broken fingers. I think at least as far as hygiene goes, you are not ready to be in the food business. I uh, think it does smell, they smell magnificent. Just it, it does smell real nice. I would I would you know what? Sure. I'm gonna check it for poison. <laughs> There's no poison. <laughs> well, and say with advantage, you are you are a master baker. I, 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 I. <laughs> FP, there's no poison in it, right? That's there an 18 on the die. not a usable amount of poison. No, there's no poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, you, are, you are confident that it is safe to eat. This is one of his best burritos, like out of the batch. Do you make them? I do. Oh, my I goodness. I make them and sell them. Oh, my goodness. We might be able to go into bit. You know, I have a little, like, she's, she's taking bites while she's talking. Sorry, I talk with my mouth full. It's how I think. Oh, it's pretty good. Um, so I've got this little mechanical guy, and he works for free, which is my favorite thing about him. Like, he's also really great. And he brings in, I call him Miles, because he brings in the customers for miles and miles around, because he's <laughs> just such a little weirdo, and they love him. We love weird stuff around here. He takes, like, an hour to, to, to need one dough, but, like, he's cute. But he works for free. Do you work for free? No. No. I am a paid oh. employee. Oh, well, uh, having he's a an job unpaid is intern. one of the goals of me getting a life. <laughs> Did you hear that dog growl at the idea of being an unpaid employee? <laughs> <laughs> he's right. Four so, guys so, does not do internships. Now, is that true? Take us, take us back to the venue. Unpaid. A whole lot of business is happening here. It sounds like we your five minutes this. have probably elapsed I and you am. are at the venue just yeah. talking in the cypher truck now, but you're like parked outside. Well, I'm, I'm interested in your bean, your bean things. You'd have to tell me a little bit more about them, but I think that, that that one that looks like he's about to cry, I think he's got some more to say. I'm just... I, I, <laughs> I just thought there was more going on. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I, you know, I think I could have accomplished my goals without busting any fingers. I have no idea how you thought that you was going to find, like, if you were just looking for a mole, you could have just looked in the dirt. That's where they are. Or I, I envy. I envy <laughs> it's a simple life. life, the baker's lead. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, our, our, ours was not about selling burritos, though, I, as you can see, one of us is very passionate about that um you know what screw it if you want you can get in contact uh maybe you we can you work got a together. business card yeah you got a business card fp <laughs> fp you know, would like here. to use a flashback <laughs> <laughs> i i will just give you uh our four guys ventures and vibes because that's what we sell it under uh bruiser will also hold out his business card and if you need anything found gunner will uh will like 
kind of awaken from his slumber and say, and if you need anything blown up. No, I, I, I clocked you the minute you walked in there. You just picked up some soup and you were already blowing things. And just it's crazy. Things that somehow still come out together. Well, you already know about me. But you're missing right. a leg, so I don't know how that is supposed to work. I'm, but I'm but still here. That's true, you know? And it doesn't seem like it's got you down so much. All right, okay. I told you, if we got through tonight and I got through my catering gig, then maybe I could help you out with Jeb. That's what we talked about. All right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you my card, and I'd like to talk to you tomorrow. (sighs) Do you want us to stay in town, or are you coming to us? I can send, like, a Dragonelle or something. Like, we got ferrets for that. We'll figure but out. let's let's see if there's anything that we can corroborate on to sort of figure out, you know, I hear things. I'll keep an eye out for you. I don't know if I got anything right now, but I'll 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 keep an eye out for you. Well, Clara, you continue to just astound <laughs> me. Congratulations. Uh it's always a pleasure, note, honey. Uh, have a have a safe have a safe night. Um we'll we'll probably be going on our way. And on that note, tonight's <laughs> heist comes to a close. <laughs>